Happy Halloween and welcome to Echoes of Ages. We are a tabletop role-playing podcast normally focused on a handful of fools who try to save the world one mishap at a time. Tonight, however, is something a bit different. We thought we would provide you with a little treat of our own while you're handing out candy to the ghouls and ghosts that come to your door. This evening, we bring to you They Want to Be Us. It's an adventure written by Alex Klippinger on DriveThruRPG, and it's based heavily on the cult classic movie, The Thing. So as we settle in, please sit back and relax, and we'll begin to wonder just who can be trusted and who isn't who they say they are, or who they're not anymore. The five of you have been tasked with taking food supplies and such to an outpost deep in the mountains of the Three Brothers. Each of you has been hired for the trek after the previous group never arrived at the outpost for its scheduled delivery. As the oxen are being harnessed to the wagon, why don't each of you introduce yourselves and the characters you're playing tonight? Start with... Let's go, Eric. Hello, I'm Rupert de Morrigan. I am a ranger. I am part of a noble house of, uh, of de Morrigan. And I, several adventures to my name, I, I charged up St. John's Plateau with the Longstrider Battalion. I've plundered treasures uh, all across the land. I even went to the Southlands and ventured through the massive river complexes that are there. I am a Teddy Roosevelt ripoff as best as possible. <laughs> and I am happy to be here. Bully! John? I am playing Volred Toro. You can call me Red. I am a high elf war mage. I shoot things with magic, and my description is not that long-winded. I am a former noble who is trying to hide a little bit. You can't get much more hidden than where you guys are going. Courtney? Hello, I'm going to be Brim. Brim is a gruff and grumble goliath barbarian of few words, who, as fair warning, his voice will not be as deep as I would like it to be. Brim smokes cigars that smell like brimstone. That's how he got his name because he didn't tell his name to anybody. And he also, at his waist, has a loop of dozens of keys that just jingle so loud. He does not care who hears him, if anybody knows that he's coming, and what the keys go to and who is locked behind those bars is perhaps a story for another time. Ooh, harm? I'm playing Rusty McReady. He is a near-human Rogian who has basically some temperature resistances. He is a an exterminator investigator. He hunts monsters, sometimes for the church, but he definitely wants to see monsters like vampires and werewolves die. Anything abomination-like, he can also be paid to exterminate. The toughest one he ever fought was a little stuffed plushie that came to life, and he carries its little corpse at his side. As a reminder, it just looks like a stuffed animal that's been torn apart. Anyways, yeah, he's definitely ready. He's not on any monster hunting missions right now, so I thought he'd do a bit of coin with this escort mission. And last but not least, Derek. I will be playing Titanix, the Indestructible. I am a four-foot Warforged, fully plated in a bright yellow-tainted steel armor with a bright polished shield and a brightly dyed yellow cape. He tries to bring confidence and safety whenever he's protecting others uh, and was given a knighthood for protecting a dwarven lady years ago and has kept it going ever since, only getting more and more boisterous with his 
outfits at this stage. Just picture you like four feet of radiance. <laughs> Just a beacon of hope. <laughs> With the oxen tied off, you guys are free to pick up any last minute supplies or anything that you might think you want. You've had a few days notice of this trip taking place, so I assume you're all in pretty good shape. You'll be heading up the pass. It's about five days travel should get you to the outpost as long as the weather cooperates. Again, they had a owl sent back with a little message that the last supplies did not arrive. So now they're about 15 days past due. So they're going to be down to like their scraps if you guys don't make it there. But otherwise, it's about midday, a little bit of sun peeking through with the snow, and you can head off in a boat. Do we know what the weather's going to be like for the next couple of days, roughly? After about two days, you're kind of up in a higher section of the mountains. It's a little harder to predict. You could get a, you know, a gust coming in from another direction. Where you are in your first bit of travel should be relatively fine. They're expecting mostly sun. Today's like more clouds than sun, but there is a bit, but it should open up at least before you reach the next section after that you hope for the best kind of thing they set you up with snowshoes and all that good stuff to parkas to make sure you're in good shape for those of you who might want to wear it i know some of you are a little bit more comfortable in the cold otherwise they stack the wagon good there is room for you guys to sit on at the back if you'd like to or you can walk along beside because the oxen it's not like it's something that's going to be booking it through the snow they can just uh, trudge with it the, the... there's one wagon right jay yes yeah it's about 12 feet long. So from the get-go, I am going to be up leading the oxen's reins a little bit apart from everybody else in my own thoughts. Sure. How high is the cargo stacked on the uh, the wagon? At its highest point, about four feet. Okay. Is it a covered wagon? No. Okay. There's a bit of a tarp over the goods, but that's about it. How stable do the goods look? They're battened down pretty good. Okay. I'm going to try and like post up on top just to have that little extra eyesight. Yep. Kind of like a bull rider. <laughs> Sorry? Like a bull rider holding the rope up sure. on top. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to roll. Eric, you roll. Oh, I would like to take up the rear. What am I rolling? D20. It's not going to be a good roll, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get that out of the butt. Four. <laughs> the first roll of four. All right. Yeah, your first day of travel, well, slow is pretty much suffice. Again, you get a little bit of the snow kicking up from breezes and whatnot, but the path itself is even still relatively travelable at this point. By end of day, you figure you're about where you should be. You weren't held down too much. And yeah, you guys can reach a point where you want to keep going a little bit or whether you want to set up for the night. I think we should push at least another hour just in case the weather does turn a little later. Valiant idea, Red. I agree. Yes. Best to march on. It reminds me of a time when I went to the... the Let's go. (laughs) Oh, this is a really good story. It's a a lot of factual information to it. Which you can tell as you guys continue on for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's how long the story is. (laughs) Yeah, fortunately, it is a little bit of a clearer evening. So even though the sun's gone down, you still get some moonlight. And with the snow, it does make things a little brighter, easier for travel. But even you can tell with that extra hour, the oxen start to slow just a little bit. Does it look like there's any good places to to hold up for a little while? or Give me survival. That I can do. Like a nice cozy cabin off to the left. (laughs) That will be 27. 27. All right. Well, you figure as you're traveling through this passage, kind of off to the west, it's not too far before as you're going uphill, it's starting to cliff a little bit. So not so much. But on the other side, you give it a look and it's kind of an alcove into the side of the cliff a little bit that you think you could set up pretty good and be out of the wind even for the night. Brim, lead the oxen over into that alcove. Uh, about two, two, three more degrees to your right. I look over and then I go. Good man. <laughs> I like Brim. He's a man of few words, but uh, always follows orders. Fantastic. 
But yeah, as you get in there, the alcove probably goes up about eight and a half feet, and it probably goes in a little more than 20 feet. Wow. As people are setting up, I'll gather a little bit of firewood just towards the entrance of the alcove. Yeah, absolutely. I won't even be coy about it. I'll light it with a fireball. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So you'll watch as Red just gets her going himself. I'm going to dip a fresh cigar into the fire and just very, very slowly... As though it's just the end of the day melting all of my concerns, staring into the distance. My god, man, those reek! What is what is even in those? You wanna know? Uh, it'd be interesting, yes. Mm. And then I continue smoking, not answering the question. Ah, I, I see I've gotten my answer. And I'll go back to melting snow in a pot for water. You guys can settle in, have a little bit of dinner if you want, with whatever rations you've brought, or now you've got some hot water with... Courtesy of Rupert. The evening itself, again, winds. You can see the stars a bit in between the clouds that are sporadically rolling through. So not quite as cold as you thought it might be tonight, but still where you are, you know, bare skin's going to get a little crispy if you don't cover up. As things wind down, it's pretty quiet. Do you guys, if you want to set a watch or let the night go through. I was going to position myself kind of like the entrance of this like opening. I imagine it's pretty wide open, but just basically having my back turned to everyone else in the camp and then just plant my shield in front of me and stand still for the next hour straight. (laughs) I will do similar, but I will be in a trance of sitting on a bedroll looking out at the opening. One of you roll a d20 for me. 15. Okay. The three of you that are resting have a nice peaceful sleep, warm under your bedding and whatnot. The two of you that are on duty, so to speak, are trancing. Aside from just the wind rolling through the mountains a little bit, you don't have any issue over the night. And you slowly see the sun starting to come up. And that, that moment at dawn in the winter when it just catches the snow and you kind of go blind for a second. No, that's Titanic's armor. <laughs> <laughs> like getting that car mirror reflection. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you guys are free to pack up and continue on it's- your travels is there somebody is there like somebody with us that's driving the there is not cart? It is okay. the so five of you brim is driving by his own volition <laughs> you're still at a point though where the path is easy to follow it's a little covered now this morning but you can tell just the way the contours of the mountain itself you can continue on the path harm roll a d20 for me thanks Six. Okay. You ride through the rest of the day, and just as it's coming up on supper time, you can see a little bit up ahead, there's something in the path itself now that seems to have, it almost looks like part of the mountain has crumbled down onto the trail a bit. You're still probably about half a mile away from it. How new does that debris look? From where you are, it looks it looks like there's a fair bit of snow on it at this point. Brad, do you see up there? Uh, does it look like a, an avalanche of some sort or? Did I make a perception check to kind of get a little bit more information on what's going on? Yeah, you can as, you're, as you guys are still riding to approach. I'm assuming Brim's not slowing the wagon. 21. 21. So as you ride and you're kind of taking it in, you're the one focused the most. And you can actually see there is a bit of like mountain rubble, but it's mostly, you can see like parts of broken wood sticking out of the snow. Does it still look like it's passable? Yeah, you guys can go around it. And now that you get closer, it isn't all the way onto the trail. It's kind of off to the side. Yeah, you can all roll investigation for me, actually, this first. How'd you make out, Titanics? 10. (laughs) Rusty? 20, not natural. Brim? 15. Red? 19. 19. And Rupert? 19. All right. So literally everybody white Titanics. As you approach, you can see now that it's parts of a wagon. I'm looking the wrong way anyway, so it doesn't matter. Let's <laughs> watch our backs. Rusty, you can roll survival or nature if you'd like, as you guys get kind of right up the side. 10. 
Okay. Those of you who look closely, you can see blood. There's a little bit of bone sticking out of the ground. And on one of the pieces of wood that's splintered, you can see a little patch of fur. Can I pick up a little, like, if there's like a little splintered bone? Sure. Okay. I want to pick it up and say, hmm, need a new pick. And I'm going to take it and I'm just kind of sit back and start picking my teeth a little bit with like, no. It was literally, it was a forearm of someone you would guess would be about medium sized. Okay. Kind of snapped at one point though. So for me, it's still pretty tiny, I suppose. Yeah. All right. It's like a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sit picking my teeth, not really caring about what's in front of me. There any kind of trail about of like bandits or paw prints or give me a survival roll oh that's not bad 17 17 you're looking a little bit away from where everybody else is you can see in the snow what looks like kind of like a three-toed foot or hand print and then part of a hoof print right behind it like in the same like line kind of thing literally within like five inches of each other but are they like facing the same direction or yes. are they yep. okay no they're facing the same direction i'm gonna like kind of shimmy down the side get off the wagon and take a look and try and see if i can follow the trail if there is a trail yourself and anyone near you can hear (laughs) from ahead of where you are red anyone else get that oh yeah i heard muffling that means there might be a survivor it also could be a trap so stay vigilant and i'll leap down following red crossbow out oh yeah i've full i'm doing the elmer fud walk and as you move up Probably about another 20 feet. You can hear it again. It's still probably 50 feet away, but you can hear it deep in the snow ahead of you. Still continue on. Like it's, we're still within very much line of sight of the wagon and the rest of the party. So not being crazy. And as you get closer, you can see what looks like a glove just barely coming out of the snow. I think we got something. My God, man. Let's, let's pull, pull him out. Pull him up. Yeah. I start using the butt of my gun to like scoop away some of the snow. <laughs> Give me a strength save. I got a three. You got a three. So you're just getting to sweep the glove with your rifle. The rifle's knocked out of your hands as you see bony antlers hit it. And this creature comes out. The antlers connect to what looks like an elk missing half its face. It's very bony and sinewy. And it brings its claw up out of the snow as well and takes a slash at you. That's going to be a 21 to hit. Barely hits. Barely hits. That's 11 piercing damage. Ow. And I need a constitution saving throw from you. 19. 19, you're good. However, second claw comes around. That one's uh, 16. Hits. Still hits, all right. Oh, jeez, I'm rolling high. For another 14 piercing. Cool. John's down. (laughs) Rupert, maybe. Rusty, definitely. You can give me nature. Rusty, you'd have advantage. How'd you do, Rupert? 21. Okay. And Rusty? 15. 15. Both of you rolled well enough. This is a Wendigo. Roll for initiative. This sucks. Normally, I just write the first letter of each of you, and now I can't do that. You just use V for me. (laughs) Me for me? V. I know. Red, how'd you do? 15. Rupert? 11. Rusty? Brim? 14. I really thought people would have better initiatives than me. Titanic's? (laughs) 15. (laughs) 15. And this is Whatever tie I'm at, someone beats me. (laughs) Uh, It's actually still the Wendigo. (laughs) That's going to hit a 19 again. Cool. 
for 10 slashing. Cool. And that one's only a 10. Good. <laughs> so that missed. Yep. Red, I guess, according to Titanics, you're first. Oh, good. How the fuck do I get away from this? Yeah. Get out of there. <laughs> this thing's, now that it's standing fully, it's probably about two and a half to three feet taller than you. Good. And you guys can now see the patches of fur missing and bones and even the intestines that used to be there are partly there. What was this thing called again, dude? A Wendigo. And how many feet tall would you think it is, approximately? It's got about a foot on you. Okay, because I'm finally tall, so I want to ask these <laughs> Yeah, this thing's eight to nine feet tall. All right, thanks. How far away is my gun? Roll a d6. Two. Ten feet. Cool, that does not help. I'm going to use... Did I not write it down? Damn it. I'm just going to try and move. I need okay. to move or not be there. That's only an 11. Cool. Up, 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 up. Gun. I'm going to use a bonus action to use phantom grapnel and zip another 15 feet away. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to use four start. Ooh. And I rolled a one. It kind of just, you go to do it and there's like nothing there. Yeah. Too much snow in it. Too focused on trying not to get hit. Yeah. <sighs> Titanics. Don't worry, Red. I'll protect you. And I just come running in as fast as I can. <laughs> How far did they travel from the wagon? About 25 feet plus that. About 60 feet. Okay. So I'll use my full action then to dash and get up there. Sure thing. And is... This thing also within striking range of Rupert, who was there? Almost. He was about a couple feet behind Red, so he was just out of melee. Okay, then I will run out in front of him, Piccolo style, in front of Rupert. Shield up, and bonus action, I will Warden's Grasp, which means I can't move, and any creature within five feet of me can't willingly move away unless they take the disengage action. And as well, I have Roots of the Rock. It gives me plus two to my AC while standing there. Very nice. And very I can't nice. be like knocked prone or I basically can't be moved. <laughs> yeah, you're literally stuck. Unless I get knocked unconscious, I can't be moved. <laughs> I'm stuck into the ground as rock forms up around my feet. Brim, you are up next. Yes. So I'm overlooking the scene in front of me. I shake my head, take my cigar, and I put it out on the leather reins. I say, wasted goddamn time and i want to just whip my dagger at it okay so that will be 12 12 does not hit that's okay as the dagger goes flying past this creature if you're done then it's rupert as a bonus action i can enter rage sure can okay so you want to do that first though oh first oh, because okay, if you don't attack or take damage you'll lose the rage gotcha i'll so, save it yep no no we'll just say you raged and then chuck the dagger. Okay. Also, okay. you get two extra damage when you're raging. And don't you get an extra attack as Barbarian? Uh, if you're frenzy. No, no, like an actual, like, fifth level, you get extra attack. Oh, yes. yes. A fifth level? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, okay. You took six straight in Barbarian. You've got another attack. So you can throw another one if you want to. Mm, I don't have another one. And I'm just going to, I'm putting very minimal effort, effort into this. Reason. I didn't sign up for this fight anyways. <laughs> Love it. Rupert. So red left after getting mauled. Yeah. Titanic's took up position. So he's blocking me between the you creature. And the and my, okay. Perfect. Oh. I'm, I'm half cover. Oh, good job. Titanic's uh, respectable job, old boy. And I'm just going to back up. <laughs> I'm going to, first off, I want to, because I can sacrifice a spell slot to see if there's any other monsters like this within a 60-foot range. So, oh, no, sorry. Ty types within one mile, six mile miles of favored terrain. Yep. So I'm going to do that as an action. Are there more of them within a you mile? You kind of just focus yourself on everything around, and this is a solitary creature. And, yeah, I'm going to use... 
because that was my action. And I'm just going to boot it back towards the carts. Sure thing. Rusty. All right. I was kind of hanging out near the behind the wagon. Yep. So I'll see all this going on and I'll run a few, like run 10 feet towards them to get the Wendigo in a good spot. Looks like a Wendigo. Very dangerous. Keep your distance. Then I'll shoot him with my revolver. Yep. No, I won't. With a natural one. Roll a d6 for me. The dice hate me today. Four. Four. Fortunately for you, the shot just goes astray. You didn't miss Rupert by much, but you did miss him. By God's man, I'm on your side. <laughs> this duck. The, the shine from Titanic is something else. Just just kind of blinded me as, uh, as I took the shot. You mean blinded you full of hope? Yes. Yes, that's that's what I meant. Yes, of course. I'm going to be shocked from almost hitting someone. And I'm not, that's my turn. All right. As you're brimming with hope, the Wendigo comes down on you, Titanic's. First one's a 20, not natural. Miss. That's what I thought. And the second one is a 24. Just misses. No, I'm kidding. Hits. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think so. That is for 11 slashing. And then it tries to bite and snap at you, but the jaws miss, which brings us back to red. I'm going to continue to back off. So I should be now 75 feet away from Oh, yeah. I'm behind the cart now. (laughs) No, I'm only going to go up to the cart. I'm I'm not going to do that bad. I'm going to try and take another shot with four start and hopefully not roll a one. That'll be a 16 to hit. That will strike it. I'm going to add in a die to the damage because as a war mage once per like short rest, you can add a damage die to a spell. So Which war mage is it? The school or the Valdas? Valdas. Okay. That's what I thought. So that's why I kind of knew where you were going, but I... So 3d10, not bad. 16 plus 20 damage. Very nice. Yeah, and then I'm just going to take a second. <laughs> As a reaction to taking that damage, it's going to take a swipe at Titanic's. Oops. With another 24 for another 10 slashing. That's that used for this round. Titanic's, though, it is your turn now. Excellent. I will bonus action. Or this ability is called. Warden's Mark. He's within 30 feet of me, and he's 5 feet, so he has disadvantage on any attacks now that aren't targeting me for the next minute. Okay. Unless I'm incapacitated or I die. And then I will get my two melee attacks in as I pull out a battle axe out from behind me. Does a 24 hit him back? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, I hate rolling D10s. I never get good numbers. Okay, I lied. 13 slashing damage for the first one. Okay. And the second one is uh, 18. Also hits successfully, so. And that one's a 14 slashing damage. All right. And this thing howls in agony. That's back to I Brim. Got. So I'm going to eye the shot I just took. Say to myself, <clears throat> good morning shot. And then I'm going to break out some tools and just start sharpening my war pick. And that's all I'm going to do because I'm waiting for this guy to just get close to me. Sure. And as I'm doing that, I'm muttering a list of names under my breath as I'm sharpening it. And that's going to be my turn. Rupert. After almost getting mauled and then shot at. <laughs> I so is the So the cart... Is it small enough that we can take cover behind it and shoot over it, or would it? Yeah, be you more... could. Okay, and I will. And is Red next to me now? If you're shooting from behind the wagon, he's in front of it. Oh, he's backed against it. It, uh, it would be better to fight behind the cart. Uh, additional cover in case Titanic fails. And I will unload two shots from my crossbow. First one is a fifteen. First one hits. Sweet. Oh, wicked max damage. That'll be ten. Yep. And your second one? Second one will be 27. Oh, God. I'm going to assume that hits <laughs> for eight damage. Nice. Suck, suck. 
both bolts strike true. Which brings us back to Rusty. So I'm going to try to move a bit so that the shine from the golden wonder over there is not so bright in my eyes. Okay. Maybe move, also move a bit away from the cart so that people don't shoot me in the back accidentally, just in case things happen. And I'm going to, how close am I to the Wendigo? You're still back probably about 40 feet. All right. I'm going to move up another 15 feet. Okay. Did you, with my revolver. Natural 19. That's going to hit for sure. I. So I'm exploiting a weakness in him where I shot him. So basically, when I his non-beating heart, when I hit a creature, the target is treated as if it has vulnerability to the weapon's damage. Okay, I can send you the whole text. No, no, if you want. And I'm then additionally, yeah, this is from Baldus. Additionally, the attack as well as other attacks made against the target until the start of my next turn count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistances. Resistances to that. So damage. Double is 20. That not beating heart isn't even inside the carcass anymore. <laughs> Larry's going blow out to the side with half a chunk missing off of it. That's my turn. Now, right. still cranky. I've hit it right where it counts. Swing on Titanic 16. Let me see. That's what I thought. 26. Barely missing. Uh, minimum six slashing damage. And the teeth snap at you. It's just too much agony. You can't quite figure out where to bite or he's blinded. I don't know which. <laughs> the bite is unsuccessful. So it takes it back to red. I'm going to be taking another shot with with four start. Mm-hmm. 17 to hit. Yes. I'm going to make this a gambit shot. Basically, I'm going to instill disadvantage. Or no, the next person who attacks him gets advantage. Okay. That'll be for 23 damage because rolling good on 2d10 is good. Wow. Again, it uses its reaction out of anger to try and swipe at Titanic's. That's an 18. 19 is the magic number, isn't it? 20. 21. Wow, thank yeah. God I'm getting all the 24s then. Uh, uh, yeah, my so you... actual, when I was in that stance, I was actually at a 23 when you were hitting me. That's why I said you only missed by one. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah, so that slash, he's just screaming and raging, misses Titanic's. Yeah, that's my turn. <laughs> yep. What did you do to John to him for the next attack? You get advantage. You get advantage. Okay. I oh, no. Will... Wait, sorry. You add a D8 to your attack roll. Sorry. No, so no advantage. No advantage. You add a D8. Yep. Okay. Then I will swing away. First attack is a 23. Oh, yeah. And that'll be with the... Uh, well, I'm definitely going to need that D8 because I only rolled a one on my dice. It's on the first attack only. I know. <laughs> a 13 slashing damage. And then second attack... Your sword goes in between like the rib cage and it kind of slumps down onto the sword as it stops moving and then falls forward off of you. I continue with the second attack just in in case. (laughs) Sure. I believe it is dead now. Great work, everybody. Especially you, Brim, keeping those oxens on control. I'm in the middle of unhitching one of them. (laughs) And I look over and I go, and then I start rehitching the ox. Red, my dearest Red, are you are you injured? Yes. Oh, can you not see all the red in the line from where I got hit to back here? Oh, I, I thought you spilled jam. No. Oh, that is unfortunate. I picked up a few tricks from one of the tribal shaman villagers that I that I deal with on a daily basis. Would you like me to to give you some healing? It would be very much nice. As I'm trying, I'm like kind of fading as the adrenaline's kind of kicking off, and I'll go over to him. Can I do a medicine check? to make sure that he's okay. I have cure wounds, but I would also like to do a medicine check. Yeah, you can do a check if you want. Yeah, see if you got like syphilis or something. <laughs> 12. With a 12, you can tell he's in rough shape. And then I will cure wounds, which is because I'm a ranger and I get cure wounds. 
That'll be for it's plus my whiz, right? So that'll be 10 overall, sir. Yay, you tripled my health. Curiosity, did you all straight class this time? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. No one multi-classed. Wow. Cool. Jay. Yep. As a monster hunter, what do I know about Wendigos? Like, do they have um, regenerative? Do they No, yeah. I was gonna say no regenerative powers. It's more it's bite is its worst thing because not only does it bite you, it seems to take a bit of your life essence as well. And you now understand because they have like a mimicry, so they can replicate sound, which is clearly what drew in Red and Rupert. And yeah, and they are very solitary monstrosities, essentially, if you want an actual class for them. And clearly you can put two and two together and figure out here's what happened to the previous supplies in the wagon and the people that were escorting it. Is there any chance of infection from Wendigos? No. They don't carry any diseases or anything like that. Well, yeah, Wendigos, they're lone creatures. They can mimic things. Probably what oh, you heard. So they, they mimic the, the sounds of a man uh, gasping for air uh, under the snow. That's that's good to know. Oh, we'll keep that in mind. I, I did uh, look around the tracks, and I uh, it's a solitary creature, so I don't think we have to worry about it uh, having multiple. Good. I'm just going to go nestle in on the cart. Wake me up if something happens. <laughs> you guys, kind of very same scenario as the day before. You can continue on for a few hours and a little bit past sunset if you want to make a little more traction. Oh, it's actually, sorry, Jay, before we left, was there sure. any supplies that were like salvageable from the from the debris? You can roll investigation if you'd like. I never have too many supplies. That's 15. A 15? What you gather that was food crates are all pretty much shot and destroyed. You do manage to find a spear near one of the some of the bones in the ground. It was probably that it's clean. Either it was ambushed or they tried to fight it off with something else and never even got to use it. Excellent. I'll put it on my back with my javelins. I'll just think it's a longer javelin. There you go. <laughs> Which, by the way, also got three feet past me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as mentioned, rest of your travel is uneventful too. You reach a point where you'd like to stop again for the night. Here, you're kind of stuck out in the open. There's no real spot to tuck away short of kind of bunkering down under the wagon itself. I'll stay on the wagon. Well, uh, I learned a trick from my friends in the, the Dart Weaver clan that, that goes around here. If we start a big enough fire, we can keep most of the smaller creatures away and also keep ourselves warm. Can't do much against the wind if it picks up, but it's a, it's a good good idea. I immediately dart my piercing yellow eyes over to Rupert. No fire. Well, why not? Brim, my good man, aren't, aren't you... Worried about the cold? Cold? Worry? What What do you mean? I mean, I am, you know, I am feeling the effects of cold right now. I believe red in there is feeling the effects of both cold and blood loss. Come. Right now? Come here. And I'll, I'll walk over. <laughs> I'm going to just unsling my, like, fur, my massive fur cape, and then just toss it over him. No <laughs> fire. All right. Sounds good to me. And I'll just hunker in the, the cart, like, covered in basically an animal that's big <laughs> now uh rupert if you do uh want i have a tent that my retainers have packed away for me here uh, i don't typically use it but i brought it just in case to help protect those from the weather but i i'm not sure how to set it up myself oh my good chap oh i could i could do that i've set off multiple tents i'm more worried about red considering that he is not looking the best <laughs> I believe with, with your tent and, and Brim's fantastic coat, we should make sure that he is toasty warm so that he can be ready for the good fight tomorrow. Yes, I think a, a little bit of rest and time will definitely make him feel better. I'll stand out front of the tent to make sure nothing happens to him. I'm probably actually asleep on the thing. Like, I'm not in a trance. <laughs> I've just, fuck it. Passed out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'll set up a tent 
with the wagon being kind of a backdrop. Mm-hmm. So there's at least one solid center point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I'll... With that and, and Titanic's little uh, helper monkeys. <laughs> you can set it up pretty easily. He's got helper monkeys? That's what they are. <laughs> and I'll... My, my retainers. <laughs> they're human, right? Yeah, they're, all three of them are human. Albert, Enzo, and Kyle. I did get excited that they might be monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Figurative monkeys, not literal. Friend, my good man, would you be able to escort Red into the tent? I, I see you're the strongest out of all of us, and Titanics can't lift up that high. I want to wordlessly pick up Red and just place him in the tent. Not malicious, not kind. <laughs> like a rag doll, just by the foot. <laughs> More like it's a menial task for Brim. It is what it is. Oh, thank you, Brim, my good man. I, I appreciate it. Mm. A lot of you, you know, you can bunker down for the night. You'll get a full long rest. I'll just clear a spot near the wagon, put a bedroll down. Sure. There. I'm going to lie down and just like cover myself in snow to insulate myself. Kind of like a like a husky does in the winter and just like yep. naps. That you are resistant will allow you to do that. I would only assume that Bram would frolic in the snow like a husky and then just dive in all of a sudden. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> the only difference is he doesn't scream and sing. <laughs> so. And yeah, as mentioned, quiet night. You get your long rest wake up in the morning just some late snowfall sun's gone at this point but the wind's not too bad yet red probably would have woke up early in the middle of the night and just kind of like climb back up on top of the cart to take watch once you've healed up a bit <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah i think it was only you and titanics that took damage so pound for pound i took more damage yes you did uh... and overall <laughs> oh let's mix it up courtney roll a d20 for me ah, sorry 11 11 okay your day is pretty uneventful. It gets a little harder to follow the path at this point as the snow is coming down. And you realize now about halfway through the day, you've reached that transition point they were talking about. So weather is going to be a bit of a mystery at this point. But the snow holds up light enough that you guys can get some good travel in for the rest of the day. The venture itself is uneventful. You set up shop again for the night, kind of same routine, same two people doing the watch. Yeah. So your your new day dawns and... The snow's coming down a little more. It's still not too bad. You guys are welcome to make survival checks if you'd like. Titanics, you don't look very optimistic. I wasn't bothered. <laughs> it's not in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Rupert? 23. Ooh, red? Is there survival? Yep. Eight. Brim? The sad seven. And Rusty? 13. 13. So, Rupert, as you guys are kind of traveling and the day is getting on, and you're just looking at the snow and kind of off in the distance, good news is tomorrow you should reach the outpost. That's good news because it looks like this snow that's falling and starting to get heavier is bringing a storm with it. My good fellows, I am looking at the sky. I do feel with the heavier snow coming in that it is going to bring a a howler and is going to cover this entire area in thick powder. Just like my times when I visited, and I'll just launch it to a five-minute explanation of a very simple topic. I'm assuming while the rest of us are having a full conversation on whether or not we want to actually go or not, while he's going off about... Yes. Well, you guys are good to still travel at this point. You can just tell it's coming. I'm going to put my massive paw on Rupert's shoulder. Yappy man, what is this howler creature? Oh, Brim, uh, my good man. And I like look at the hand on my shoulder, which is probably as big as my head. About that. It's it's a storm, not a creature. And we call it a howler because the wind picks up and howls. Is there magic in this howl? Not usually. Though I did meet a a pygmy shaman man down in the... (laughs) I just steadily am pushing my hand just slightly lower as time progresses. Hopefully he'll get the hint. Yes, I understand completely that this is not the time for for stories of bravery and glory. We we should continue on as, as fast as possible. 
Prim, my good man, lead on. I continue on. Good talk, yappy man. I'll look good. over Once again, you guys get a peaceful rest of your travel. Where you'd stop, there is actually, the mountain juts out just a little bit. It's open on the other side, but or it's open from above as well. But it at least will give you a little bit of a divot. You can cut some of the wind out. You can set up shop, repeat the course. John, roll D20 for me. Yeah. Number one. one. Ones are always good, right? Ones are normally always bad. No, no, no. They're good. Number one. In this case, actually, one isn't a bad thing. You have, not only do you have a, a nice quiet night, the next day, even with the snow falling, you make a steady enough pace that probably by late afternoon, you can start to see through the snow a one main building and then a couple other little things off the side of it sticking out of the snow. Oh, good. Titanics, if, you, uh, if the snow gets any deeper, you might want to definitely keep that spear on your back so we can find you. I feel like I'm already like halfway down in the wa- the snow, just like <laughs> creating a trench behind me. <laughs> As it melts around you? <laughs> yeah. Your radiance? <laughs> yeah. It's not just, it just melts a path in front of you, right? <laughs> like a magnifying glass? <laughs> We're walking single file behind him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look at that, my brave fellows. We are nearing the end of our expedition, and we, we came out of it mostly unharmed. You realize we got to go back, right? Oh, that's not the end. Well, we can we can decide on when we want to leave. Like we we don't have to. We can stay for a little while, have a few cups of tea, regale each other with stories of heroism and glory, and then make our way back when the storm has cleared. Just like the blank stare and blinking of like, there's more stories. I don't say that out loud. I'm just like, that's like the fucking what's going on. <laughs> You, if you someone look- were to cast detect thoughts, that's what they would reveal. <laughs> I haven't told you about my heroic charge up St. John's Plateau. It was fascinating. So, uh, uh, sword play, gunplay, oh, it was fantastic. I shall tell you over tea when we make it to the outpost. There's probably others there that might want to hear it, too. Oh, the bu- bully! Then I'll have an entire group in order to share my stories. They're really inspiring. The only thought that is mulling over Brim's mind right now is considering whether he should actually offer Rupert one of his sulfuric cigars. And he's chuckling to himself in his head, wondering what it might do to him and if it might quiet him down. And it's only about another 10 minutes and you guys make your way up to clearly what is Cormar Outpost. And as you get there, the main entrance door opens and a small figure, doesn't take long to realize, a male halfling steps out, kind of floundering a little bit in the deep snow. He's got a big beard and he's wearing snow goggles right now. He seems actually well prepared for the climate despite how much he's struggling in the snow itself. And he kind of cocks his head. Oh, thank God, the supplies are finally here. Yes, my good man. With much trial and trepidation, we have brought you the supplies most desperately needed. Might we stay a spell in order for this storm to pass over? My my accompanying group is very weary of sleeping in the snow. Oh, of course, we've got plenty of room inside. Oh, fantastic. Brim, bring the oxen. This man needs his supplies. I lead them over, and before I give the reins, I look him in the eye and say, these are mine. Yeah, no problem. Talk it's okay if I get somebody to help unload, though, right? Mm. I'll help unload. Well, you guys, come in. We'll get, I'll just get a couple people to do it. Kobar and Rupert. Wrong Rupert. <laughs> oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> there's also an Albert. <laughs> Kobar and Quinn will take care of it. <sighs> Had some trouble getting here? There was a wendigo on about- the mountain. I haven't seen one of those in years. Looks like it's what happened to your previous supply wagon. Oh, there were- oh you're not the original. Oh, no. Nope. 
All the more grateful. Picking, I'm still picking my teeth with the bone of that forearm. <laughs> yes, the forearm of the formerly alive carriage dweller. As you get to the door, first thing you notice, there's a very dark-skinned woman and a pale blonde man that are kind of they're standing on either side of a door that's almost closed. It's probably open about maybe four or five inches, but you can see there's a latch, and you can see an older, very overweight middle-aged man just barely in there. You can tell he's got a hammer in his hand, and those of you catch a glimpse of like something ceramic in his hand as well. And the gentleman, the halfling that meets you for apologizes. Just don't worry about Brenly in there. He's just kind of gone off as, oh, sorry, I'm James, by the way. Interest himself to all of you. <laughs> Reaches up really high to Brim. I don't shake. He just kind of then like squeezes. Oh, okay. I, I get the hint. Red, you lock eyes with the guy in the room. Okay. And he looks at you and like he's his clothes are damp. You can see he's like very wide eyed and frenzied. And give me a perception roll. Actually, the collective you can because you're just inside the doorway here as well. Unnatural 20. Okay. Unnatural. Rusty, how'd you do? 21. Ooh. Rupert? A, a gigantic 11. Brim. That was perception, correct? Yes. 23. 23. And Titanics, you probably got nothing? Uh, 15. Oh, not bad. Actually, you did do all one. You guys can very clearly now smell lantern oil. And as you're kind of taking that in and realizing what it is, Red, he looks at you and he's like, they, they want to be us. I'm not going to let them. And he shatters the ceramic that he's holding and instantly is engulfed in flames. Water, water. And the two people that are at the door are right away. They're trying to, they're like, shit, shit, shit. My God, did that man just immolate himself? I Fuck think yeah. so. Get the door open. Toss him into the snow. Open the door. And both the the woman and the man are like reefing on it. And it's not, they can't snap it. Door? Yeah. And you watch literally as this older man is engulfed in flames starts to stop. Essentially, you can see his limbs and everything stop moving. And his body just slumped down in flames into the, the ground. He's he's still on fire. Oh, he's on fire. And So I want to say no water. And again, I want to take my gigantic cloak and just smother him. So the problem is you can't get in the doorway to do it. Oh, I can't get in the doorway. No, the door's Sorry. only open like a few, like maybe four or five inches that you can see into this happening and it's chained. Shoot, never mind. Forget that. I'll take my food safety knowledge elsewhere. <laughs> we don't know if the guy was that greasy. Finally, they finally managed to break the chain on the door and get it open. Brumley here is clearly no longer alive. I Just... look to the half. What the hell was that? <laughs> I, huh? All I... He's gone off his rocker the last few days. Like, he broke the drill. He broke all the sleds for the dogs, so we can't leave. And he's been going on and on about something, but none of us know what he's talking about. Something? Like, what something he was just... about to get him, he said. What did he just say before he killed himself? They want to be us? They That doesn't even make sense. They want to be adventurers? They want to be prospectors? I don't know. You say he's been doing this for a couple of days now. It started yesterday. He was starting to be a little more paranoid, but today he went nuts. Like I said, all our sleds are broken. The drill can't dig down any further. Reminds me when I was in the plains and I had to deal with a man who had been infected with a, with a disease and he became insane. Maybe he was uh, diseased something. I mean, maybe, but there's nothing out here. There's no plant life. There's no, there's no animals other than the dogs. We don't have anything here that could even carry anything, and the dogs have nothing to pick it up off of. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll... There was a Wendigo near here. I don't know. The Wendigo was two days away. They're not usually the kind of, I mean, they're nasty fuckers, but they don't really carry any diseases or anything. Certainly nothing madness-inducing. I would hope not, and I kind of like lift up the front of my shirt and just like all the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a rough one. That's uh, well, and he turns to the lady 
and just says, MT, can you go? We'll have to dig a hole. We'll put some sort of grave together for him. Are the rest of your men okay? Everyone seems to be. So I don't know where this came from, what the onset was, or and like we were all, it was business as usual. And as I said, then yesterday, Brumley started just real quick. I didn't think it was going to get to that. Uh, so self-immolation is one of those things or is kind of at the end tail of madness. Amidst the words, I won't let them take me. Yeah, that's pretty mad. We Nobody here is going to take them. Has there been, um, and I'm not one to judge, but uh, has there been any illicit drug use? Anything like that? Frill has a little bit of herbal medicine. No, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the, the bumblebee kush that has been going around town, but anything of an arcane or demonic nature, maybe. No, not, nothing of the sort. Oh. Any reports of vampires? They've what? been known to induce madness and cause people to do things. No, and I was going to say, I don't know if there's any marks on them, but we're not going to be able to tell anyway. Hmm. Perhaps some kind of uh, vapors were released during your drilling process that might have got him a little crazy. Oxygen <sighs> deprivation does a lot of things to a man i suppose but usually it can still be reasoned with one two there's five of you uh come with me i want to check his room sure. i mean my good man we're we're only here to deliver supplies and then i'm not too sure about the rest of you but if a man is going mad and lighting himself on fire maybe this is not the place that i want to be would you rather sleep out in the storm absolutely not my good man lead on <laughs> and Along with MT, the other gentleman, the blonde-haired guy, Ben, James tells him to assist with the kind of preparing the grave, so to speak. He walks you to just down the hall a little bit through the outpost and then down the main hall to where Brumley's room was kept. He has, as you go in, and it's forced a little bit, you can see it's divided kind of into an office and living space at the same time. And there's like a little, you know, those tall, like three panel dividers that people put up usually to change behind or something. He's kind of had that set up so that on one side, he's got a workspace with papers and ledgers and stuff on a big central table. And then on the other side, you can see sticking out as a bed, what looks like a dresser and a nightstand. And James just starts going through the notes. And as he's going through the notes, he explains to you that Brumley was kind of Everybody kind of looks to James for the, like a little bit of leadership, but Brumley was the foreman. So normally, like things have been pretty straightforward. Here's your delegations. Here's what we're doing. Hey, check this out, kind of thing. How's that going? So for him to completely go off the rails, like you said, it's, it's boggling. Is there anything interesting in the notes? That is he just going through the notes and telling us about the notes, or is he just like trying to sort paperwork out? He's kind of sorting paperwork while having this conversation with you. It looks like you'll, you'll hear him mention, oh yeah, map of da da da, geological reading this more notes oh look this one's the people he was pissed off at <laughs> oh his <laughs> list yeah one of those right the shit list if you don't mind good sir would you would you like me to help you go through the notes and see if there's anything that i can spot a fresh pair of eyes sure and i'll go over there and start going through the notes yeah. and he kind of hands you a handful mm, yes no rocks yes <laughs> mm, drills yes smashing <laughs> would you roll hot garbage that'll be a 14 14 mm, yes notes <laughs> pretty much Lots and lots of notes. Rusty, give me a perception roll. Nat 20. All right. That'll change things a little bit. You, as they're doing this, you kind of you got that little investigative nature. You're kind of leaning your head around the divider a little bit. And you spot just tucked. It's almost being used as a leg of the bed, a book. Ah. And you know what a leather bound journal looks like. Well, this is interesting. I'll grab it. Maybe his personal notes in here. And with your natural 20 roll, you flip through a few pages and you come to one very, very long note that's 
about halfway through the book. It's the last note in it. And it says, I found what he'd hidden. I found it. Their bodies frozen to the metal. It showed me their dreadful creation. The creature, it takes you. It turns you. It eats you up and births a copy. And that copy has your face. I'm too old to fight it, but I can stop it from escaping. Any luck, I can wait until the supply team arrives because I can be sure they haven't been replaced. If you're reading this, I found Ben's wedding ring down there. It's Ben. He was the first one. But who knows how many he's turned now. It slept in the cold, so it doesn't fear the winter, but it also doesn't seem to want to sleep anymore. Who else is in the room with me? The collective party's all kind of gathered. You and Rupert are in the furthest along with James. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, huh, nothing in here. Weird. Mm, Rupert, come here. For a second. No, oh, what is it, Rusty? Did you um, did you find something that I did? Then I'll uh, just walk you away. know some interesting mineral stuff about here. You seem to be interested in minerals. But, like there's weird monster stuff going on. Deception. Deception. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> You're literally trying to deceive them. You're trying to deceive. I'm the trying to deceive the, room, yeah, the halfling. That's a natural twenty. Ah uh, yeah. So the 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 minerals is fantastic. It's a very important feigning interest. <laughs> See this? And I'll point to the passage about it eats you up and makes a copy. Ben was the first one I found his wedding ring. Ah, yes. Very important minerals. Very important. And I'll back away a little slower. You found minerals and I found... Why would he, what, who writes about minerals? It's like, wow, the guy really loved his work, I guess. I don't know. Well, so, some, of us, some of us enjoy the things that we do. You know, he enjoyed minerals. I enjoy being alive. That's one way to look at it, I suppose. Jay, did we see, did we see someone he called Ben before? Ben is the blonde-haired guy that was at the door and was sent out to start getting the grave ready. Oh, okay. So we already saw a yep. Ben. So we kind of know what he looks like. And he looked normal. Yep. Normal looking human, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm going to just nod and I'm going to go over to Red. I'm going to be like, there's a, tons of um, minerals here. And I'll just do an aside and like put my hand on his shoulder and go, we can't trust anyone here but the five of us. I'll tell you more later. Okay. Where are these minerals? Uh, Rusty over the there. <laughs> yeah, just in the drilling area. Well, if we haven't found anything, I guess we may as well set up dinner. I perk up for the first time. <laughs> dinner? Yeah, you brought food. Oh, and then I kind of just continue trying to light my cigar. Those of you, if you want to follow James, he's going to head back towards the supplies. If you guys want to do something else, you're welcome to. Is there a common room? Yep. You can just, we've got like a little rec area, mess hall. Either or is fine. And if you look on the map, it'll show you which is which, seven and nine. And then the kitchen sits in between. Yeah, probably go probably go to seven just because it's the first one. Yep. Just kind of sit down on the table and wait. Yep. And as you go in there, there's two workers that are kind of just seemingly sitting down. They've got a handful of cards between them. Both are human. I'll try and kind of put myself in the corner a little bit so I have walls to my back, but... Sure, sure. Not in like a... I'm just sitting against the wall and staring. I'm just kind of... like you're just chilling in the corner? Yeah. Sure. The rest of you? James, I was wondering, how many uh, workers do you have here? Well, there's myself... There's Ben, two more workers, Kobar and Quinn. And then there's MT and her three other mercenaries. There's Valdrick, the geologist, Frill, she's our doctor, and then the two dragonborn in the kitchen. What a small operation here. Have you had any uh, trouble with creatures at the outpost itself? No, we're kind of in that spot, kind of deep in the mountain where nothing's going to wander down. We're not close enough to anything else that would, you know, like if there's wolves or something, they're not going to find something and then still travel another day to get to us if they've got better feet areas why do you ask oh just curious gotta uh 
keep this place protected while we're here. Well, I mean, that's for the most part why they sent MT and her guys up, but it helps appreciate it. Don't worry. Like, like you said, if you guys found a Wendigo, you never know what'll come wandering in. And, you know, we were drilling in the middle of nowhere, so it's always good to have somebody around just in case something pops up, but been nothing so far. Do we have our own uh, quarters or rooms that we could be staying in and put our things down in? Yeah, you guys can take some of the barracks area. We've got probably only about four beds, five beds in use right now, So, and then it's just across from the from the rec room. You can set your gear down in there if you want to get settled in a bit. That was good. Albert, why don't you get my gear from the wagon? Enzo, why don't you help in the kitchen? And Kyle, this armor will not polish itself. Let's go. My apologies. Uh, I didn't realize you were regal. Oh, these? Ah, uh, yes. They're on loan from uh, a lady of a house that I serve now and again. Uh, so, you know, they, they learn a lot here and they don't have to do much because I'm not a big eater. I see. But I've been told Enzo has quite the flair in the kitchen. Uh, I think Galdrick will throw him out before he gets anywhere near any of his stuff. Uh, uh, don't count him out just yet. And uh, <laughs> he watches Enzo goes into the kitchen and all you hear is, Get the fuck out of me kitchen. I throw you on your ass. Dartak, is that you? <laughs> just a green dragonborn trying to make a living. I like how all dragonborns are Jamaican. Just the green ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe, he's got, maybe he's got some bubble bee kush. And yeah, and then you see Enzo. There's two dragonborn that like one, they've got him in each arm and carrying him out and kind of set him down in the hall, go back in and slam the door shut. Well, they're lost. Why don't you give Albert a hand? Quite the uh, angriest looking chefs I've, I've ever seen. It's it interesting. They cook a good meal if you just leave them alone. They're, you know how artists get. Oh, of course. I regale with another tale of somebody that I know. It's going to be like ham and mashed potatoes, but you'd think you were eating an eight course meal with them. No, oh, uh, understandable. I'm oh, sorry. Did we did we keep you from something, James? Oh, I'm just gonna go get the rest of the supplies. Make sure they brought them all in. That's all. Uh, absolutely. All right. If you guys need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Beer. No beer, but we've got wine. <sighs> Unless you brought beer. Wine. Right. I'll make sure that's got. Need you here. Frill, we got company. Go grab some wine for them, would you? And you can hear some footsteps in the hallway, and half elf goes by. Did Brim go into the mess hall with Red? In that area? Yeah. I'm going to go in. I'm going to sit at kind of like the head of one of the tables and with my feet up. And I'm just going to be flicking my knife into the wood of the table just repeatedly during this time. And where did Titanics go? He's just standing in the barracks while Kyle starts polishing his armor. Getting all while he's wearing it. (laughs) Yeah, it's still attached to me. So it's just it's there. Yeah, I'll go into the mess hall with where Red and Brim are. Probably at the same table. That's up to Brim. I was there first. I just shrug. Would would Brim sit at the same table as Red? Yeah, he would. So long as I have leg room. You'd certainly get looked at a little bit as you come in because neither of these guys would have ever seen someone such as yourself. They're trying to be awestruck without being blatantly obvious about it. Especially because he's throwing a knife at a table. Yeah. That that doesn't make the stare go away, really. Nah, I I am not giving any indication that I have noticed anybody looking at me this whole time. Just methodical. I'll come in and look at Red and sit on the same table as them. So Red, you know. I know something about the minerals. The minerals. Does yes. Brim know does Brim know giant as a language? Yes, he does. I'll say in giant to him. I'll be like, there's a mimic monster here in this journal. The guy's journal describes a mimic monster. I don't hesitate for a moment continuing my action of throwing and taking my knife out of the table. But for an instant, my eyebrow raises just slightly on unexpectedly hearing Rusty speak giant to me. Then I'll say quietly to Red, you saw it in the journal. And I'll, I'll 
take the journal and I'll sort of open it to the spot and I'll point I'll, to the I'll, section. I'll read it and get the whole gist. That's a big deposit. Lots of minerals. Mineral, 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 mineral. <laughs> what are you doing, Rupert? I walk in and I see Brim is like idle animation throwing a dagger into the table. And I'm like, I see it and shiver a little bit because of the last time I said anything to Brim, there was hands on shoulders and he called me Yappy Man. So I will I will go out and see how they're doing with the cart. Okay. So yeah, after you make your way in there, as you're going out, James is coming in and you can see he's got like, what the fuck look on his face. And Ben and MT are right behind him. And he sees you and he's like, what did you bring with you? Well, what, what do you mean, my good man? We brought supplies as requested by the owl. And you're taller. So he basically like grabs you by the belt, like, hey, come on. And takes you outside. If you go willingly. I resist the a area. Little. Sorry. So Ben... And MT and James and James is trying to haul me by the belt out the door. Yeah. I resist. Oh, my good man. You do not just come up on a on a gentleman I'm... such as myself and grab him by the belt. Calm your shit. Go look for yourself. And I'll turn. Wait, Titan- if you want. Titanics. My good man, I need you for a second. Oh, 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 stop that, Kyle. Oh, we have, 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 have stuff to do. And I'll uh, coming and I'll just come barreling out the, the door down to wherever Rupert is. And uh, they said there's something wrong with the cart and I'll, I'll open up the door and I'll look out. So that's first preposterous. You, and you look at, you can't see much, but then you take a couple steps out and about halfway between the cart and where they were digging the grave, there is a massive amount of blood in the snow. And you can see like little bits of like meaty substance almost. Oh, the, car- uh, the cart's still there? Yep. Are the oxens gone? No. Are the oxens okay? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that means everyone else will be okay. <laughs> I'm just a pool of blood out there. So we got whole blood cart. Oh, there's there's no way this could have happened uh, without any of them knowing. And, and who went to dig the grave? Ben and, and... Ben and MT. They were the ones that saw it as they were digging it. They looked over and saw it. Saw what? The blood. Just, just wait a minute. Titanics, your people, servants, manservants... Armor polishers. Yes, Albert and Enzo. Are they around, Jay? Yep. Ah, there they are. Uh, there was a third one, wasn't there? Kyle was in the room with me. Uh, just, just. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, doing things. Hmm. Well, I like to describe this phenomenon as, as uh, probably either d- divine or demonic. It happened to me, and I'll turn to James, and I'll grab him by the shoulder. You see, it happened to me when I was in the Plains of Aves. <laughs> I ran into a shaman man who was able to conjure fields of blood to scare his enemies. Jay, is the blood like coming from the carts at all, or is it just its own? No, it's its own little, like, splotch for lack of better explanation is there james is there somebody uh somebody missing or somebody missing lots of blood i think if somebody's missing a lot of blood we're gonna notice i guess we'll go inside and call everybody i would Um, probably for the best a head count did we ever see what's actually in these crates before we left or you would know there's some grains there's some cured meats a little bit of vegetables that are kind of frozen (laughs) a few uh, like a couple cases of wine a lot of just general some spices rupert i i don't understand uh we've been here for what uh, i don't know 20 minutes Uh, it's about that and like how how would no one have noticed blood that is a very weird thing titanics it's it just uh, makes no sense none at this point you hear a ringing a bell ringing from the rec room area and ben and mt who were standing by the door they turn and make head down the hall the two guys that were in that are in with the three of you in the mess hall they're like oh get up and they walk out too is it only titanics and myself currently at this present moment yes 
I immediately turned to Titan. I was like, we cannot trust anybody here. The only people that we can trust are the five of us. Understood? I, I, okay, yes. But you have a chance to talk to Rusty. Talk to Rusty. They will give you the the full rundown of what we're dealing with here. Should I do that now or? Well, when there's time and make sure that you don't arouse suspicion. The last thing we want to do is cause a riot. Oh, certainly. Jay, where are the people getting gathering towards? They're heading down the hall across from the barracks. They're going into the rec room. Okay. I will stand outside of the rec room, just kind of taking notes of everybody that's going in and out and to see if anyone has, is armed. The mercenaries are. Are they, are they the only ones? From like, what I can yeah, tell, relatively. I I'm not like, patting down anybody. The one, gr- the one Dragonborn's <laughs> carrying a fry pan, but that's about it. Yeah, no one's really like packing. The, the greatest weapon. <laughs> and then, I'm pretty sure most of us are armed. You hear a door from around the corner of the barrack, uh, the barracks area and this dwarf comes in all covered in snow. He's like, Shit, I heard the bell, I heard the bell. And you can see from the doorway, depending on what everybody else is doing at this point, that yeah, everybody's collected at this point in this room and james is kind of doing a head count he turns to you titanics everybody's here which yes, room I, is this this uh, is the rec room the rec room you guys were in the, you guys well, were in the mess hall and in between yeah. the rec room and the mess hall is the kitchen so you're only a couple doors away it would be nothing for you guys to walk down you guys are in room seven and yeah. we're in room nine i yeah, think we, we probably would have followed yeah i think so i kind of figured uh, yeah i uh i was counting them as they uh as they came in and from the numbers you gave me it looks like nobody's missing that that amount of blood in my experience usually means you know something something either very large had a very small cut or something small had a very large cut so so they described what just happened or like we're in the room did yeah they haven't said what happened they're more or less just doing a head count and you can see james and mt and banner kind of just looking everybody over in the moment and like the dragonborn's like get the fuck off me i'm in the middle of cooking oh so we're just there for a head count so we got there and we're like what the hell yeah, is unless, going on yeah unless there's anything you want to do while you're in the room that's what you're seeing is a head count and a l- very light inspection like james is like hey you okay and he's kind of you can even see he's like side glancing people to see if there's any wounds or anything and everybody checks out just for shits and giggles i'm gonna look at ben like not super intense but like what's he got on his hands his hands are clean you can see they're wet no ring no ring any indication that there might have been like a ring on that finger like maybe an indent at some point roll insight eight yeah looking at his hand it doesn't look like there's a spot at the moment that his hands are pretty they're not very beefy so it's not gonna have like that little spot in it like the average person would yeah okay i gotta say what's this about is this not not the dinner bell uh we just thought somebody might have wandered off so there were some tracks in the snow. We were a little concerned. Wanted to make sure everybody was accounted for with the storm here. I'm going to look up. That happened often. People wandering off. Uh, we've only lost one person other than Brumley. And that was one of the, somebody took a dog out to try and head back. And sounds like they never made it and got lost in the snow instead. Squall hit or something. Oh, was that recent? Two months ago, mm. roughly. I'll sidle over to Rusty and Red and Brim kind of outside. Because they, they were the last ones to kind of make it for the head count. Yep. Um, there was small, uh, there was a pool of blood outside between where they were digging the grave for Brumley and the cart. And if there's a head count and nobody's missing, Roll I... for me, Rupert. Or <laughs> whichever works better for you. Stealth is actually one of my expertise skills. Ooh, let's see how this goes then. Are you a ranger or a rogue? Ranger. When you're ranger, you can put expertise in a skill. Oh. That would be 19. A 19? Yeah. As you're saying this to Rusty, the dwarf turns to you. What was that about blood? James, I- what the fuck is he talking about? And you can just see James like, oh, fuck. And all of a sudden there's a stirring in the room. There's a little... Pain. James like, okay, 
there's a very large amount of blood outside. We didn't see any creature or anything, so we wanted to make sure everybody was inside was okay. Well, then what the fuck was outside? No, I have no idea at this point. Do you guys have anything? I'll take a look. I might be able to identify what kind of blood it is. Rusty, you should take red or or brim with you, just just on the off chance. Aye. Off chance of what? Oh, if there, we fought a Wendigo about three days ago, four days ago. Wanted to make sure that, you know, my party is well-equipped to deal with anything, and two is better than one. While he says three to four days, I just pull up my fingers, just like, in the background, like, two, two, two days. <laughs> you reach up as far as you can, and it's just He's already exaggerating in this story. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Galdrak literally walks out of the fucking room and heads back to the kitchen, and you can hear him through the wall banging shit. Your cook is very agitated. <laughs> He's always agitated. Notice. For the love of God, don't say nothing bad about the food. But that's not the point. What the fuck is going on here? Oh, we were going to ask you the same question. We came in and we watched a man immolate himself immediately. What? And you can now, James is like, I haven't even had a chance to explain that to all of you yet. Oh. And he, he goes on and you can see like the mercenaries even now at this point are starting to grab their sword hilts, not towards you guys, but just to be ready. preventatively almost like what is about to fucking go down. It's Rudy. No, Rusty. You're going to yes. go take a look. I'll take By a look. all means. Everyone else just wait here for now. Sounds like Galdrak and his sister are going to make dinner. We'll let them do their thing. We'll gather in the kitchen. We'll eat and then we'll figure this shit out. I'm going with Rusty. <laughs> Thank you, Red. And it's nothing for the two of you guys to go out and see exactly what everybody's been talking about. I'll watch like out as Rusty's investigating. Okay. Give me a perception roll. 23. Okay. What you doing, Rusty? I'm going over to the blood. Is it just blood or is there viscera in the pile as There's well? a little bit. Yeah. Like there's this like, there's a little almost like fatty bits for lack of a better explanation of what you're, Ugh. what you can see in there. Not a lot. It's mostly blood in the snow. All right. I'll come out and I'll take out my grimoire, look at the blood, then cast blood print on it. Okay. At your touch, wet blood on a surface shifts and reforms into a pattern of crimson blotches. This blood print is unique to the particular creature to whom the blood belongs, and you can determine the creature's kind, such as human, gnoll, deer, fire giant, by examining the general shape. A print can be preserved by pressing a sheet of paper against it, and it is possible to match samples of blood originating from the same creature by comparing two prints if you gather them on different occasions. You glean the blood is human. Ha! Huh. Who's there watching? Uh, it's just you and Reddit at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, the, yeah. I'm not paying attention to you specifically. I'm paying attention to everything else. <laughs> Those of you still in the rec room, James tells Ben and MT to kind of just go to the door, keep an eye, make sure the two that are out there are okay. And as I'm kind of kneeling at the blood of the lake, a whisper, like loud enough for Red to hear. Yeah. Like, With Red. the snow and everything and the storm, you're even 15 feet from the door, it's going to be hard oh. for them to hear you. Right. It's They're not storm coming out right there. out. They're kind of standing in the door inside out of the elements. Oh, then I'll stand up and I'll just kind of stand beside Red. I'll be like, blood's human. Okay. It's a lot of human blood and no one's missing. So lends a bit more credence to this mimic creature story. So watch the humans now. Another human, apparently. Okay. What are the rest of you doing at this point in the rec room? Just waiting it out? I am trying to calm everybody down by telling them a thrilling story of, of bravery and heroism while trying to avoid Brim's stare while I tell this story. <laughs> the half-elf, the physician slash doctor, is kind of actually intrigued by your stories. Interesting. He's hooked. The rest, not so much. Actually, give me a performance roll. <laughs> performance. Mess. Nat 20. 
Like I wanted to use a fucking nat 20 on that. Yeah. Cool. Wicked. You're everybody's on edge, but as you tell your stories, they start to kind of relax a bit. It's not that they're intrigued by it, but they're starting to get from me. How long is this guy going to go on about this? He made his point about what happened. Why is there so much extra? <laughs> but it does kind of bring the mood down a little bit, a little calmer. Yes. And, and that is how that uh, myself, Rupert de Morgan and his trusty pygmy sidekick, Menaco took down the albino giant ape in the Rangoon forest. Mess. Is my wine in my hand? Yes. Okay. I'm going to just down it all in one and slam it on the table, indicating I, I want another. The half elf looks over at you, kind of takes it. Right. I will go get that. And takes your cup and walks away. Titanics, you and your underlings just kind of chilling, taking things in? I would have had them hang out, maybe get some food. If there's, Is it like everyone eats at the same time here? Or is it like in knock on the... Case- Knock on the door for when you're hungry. (laughs) No, in this case, it is pretty much supper time. So they would normally have a sit down with most people. A few would be posted, but in the moment with James bringing everybody in, they're all kind of like, all right, well, we're in here. The food's almost ready. I would ask Albert and Enzo, the ones that I asked to help the crates, if they had eyes on Ben or MT. They did all. not. Nope. They they were, dig- they were digging like the hole, right? So it was blizzarding yeah. out there. So it's not like they could yeah. see much. So they they basically tell you like it was coming out. We brought in as much as we could, and then before we were even going out, you hollered for us. I'll just tell them to hunker down then and wait up, and I'm gonna go see if Rupert and or uh, sorry if Red and Rusty are uh, almost done their investigation or if anything uh, going on with them. Right, which I believe the two of you are still outside. Yep. Yeah. Is that all you got? Well. I have a spell that can reveal fingerprints and footprints, but the snow is over everything. I don't think it'll work. You all find anything out there? And you barely hear that through the snow. Blood. More blood. It's a lot of blood. It's true? Yes, there is blood. Get the hell back in here then. And it is Ben hollering out to you guys. Before we go in, I'll say to Red, at what point should we reveal to the rest of these people? What do you mean? If the mimic creature got someone just now, then there's possibly more innocent people in there that we should probably warn for all we know they could all already be i think we keep this close mm. and we'll know if rupert stops telling stories that it was him true we should definitely not go anywhere alone no as i left brim alone <laughs> oh no rupert's in there sorry i'm alone right now <laughs> yeah you're just walking down the hall you've got your servants no i told them to stay yeah the only thing you notice as you're going down the hall is the female dragonborn comes out of the mess hall and into the kitchen but otherwise the hall itself is empty and you can make your way all the way down back to the main entrance where ben and mt are and you'll catch the tail end of ben hollering out into the storm and getting the reaction that holy shit what they're saying is true did they happen to find anything out there at all apparently they found a lot more blood well, I uh, don't know what your guys' appetite's like, but I think the, the two dragon folk are, are got something cooking in there. I might avoid, might avoid the meat for tonight, but otherwise, you're probably right. Uh, from what I what I hear from James, you might might always want to avoid their meat. Apparently they don't Why is that? Well. well, he said they don't cook the best. Oh, no, they're all right cooks. They just think they're God's gifts to the cook, uh, okay. as it were. You uh, going to convince them to come in out of the elements? Yeah, I better go check on them. I'm just going to bring some wine in. I think people will want that too. Good call. Calm the nerves. <laughs> Would the wine be frozen after like five days <laughs> of being out it's the It's kind of in like the heart of the wagon surrounded by everything. So it's not quite between it being alcoholic and 
being a little bit insulated. It's obviously yeah. become a sangria now. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> almost the definition of ice wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, any luck there, Rusty? Yeah, it's human. Something ate a human. You guys uh, find any body parts? Are they buried or anything? Just bits of fat. Like, it's just gone. No, no bits worth mentioning. Did those guys head back in? The other... Uh, ben and MT. Yeah, they kind of lingered for a second, saw you go out, and then walked away. Okay, so as soon as I'm not in the doorway anymore, I'm like, so, uh, so Rupert told me to talk to you, Rusty? He seems to have very little trust amongst the people here. Yeah. In the journal, the foreman made note that there's a mimic creature that takes over people. Did he, did he have someone he suspected already? or uh, I mean... Yeah, he thought Ben was the first one. He, In mm. his notes, he found a wedding ring that Ben used to wear in the mines. So it's something was hidden down there. It was the, uh, the wedding ring, right, Jay? It was the wedding ring was hidden down there. That It wasn't anything else. It was like they were. Yeah, he found. So in Brumley's notes, it was that he found like these creatures frozen to metal down deep in the hole. Oh. And one of the things also down there was Ben's wedding ring there. Oh, okay. So I'll, yeah, I'll explain that to Titanic's. Well, uh, I'm not sure why the creatures were, were frozen in there, but I mean, maybe he took his wedding ring on because he's, uh, he's been divorced or uh, was maybe doing something uh, against his wife with one of the other compatriots here. I mean, we're, we're trusting the notes of a man who literally just let himself on fire. It's true. I don't think he was in his full mindset. I'd still be careful, though. Like this teddy bear that almost killed me when it came alive. I don't trust anything. That, and you don't set yourself on fire for a hunch. Yes. Oh, we'll have to, I guess, keep an eye out. <laughs> Maybe we should, under a guise of protection, have the, I guess, James is the new foreman now, organize some kind of, of pairings, people, so that there's always people traveling in pairs. Yes. A buddy uh, system. A buddy system. Yeah, a buddy system could work. Now, but... quickly, uh, Red, would you like to be my buddy? I really don't want to be with Rupert. I just had to listen to that whole story about... I don't even know. I just drowned him out for a bit there. Yeah, I, I guess we can, uh, we can be buddies. <laughs> but we're going to have an odd number, or we're going to have an odd number between our groups. So maybe we can have Rusty be our buddy as well. We mm. should minimum two. Minimum Three. two. I mean... These guys here were digging the grave, right? Who was uh, digging the grave? That was, I believe that was Ben and MT. And Albert and Enzo did not see them while they were trying to get the crates unloaded. So maybe don't pair with a mimic creature. That's the hope. Didn't you send your, your charges out here to, well, all that was going on? Yeah, they didn't see much. I guess the storm and the, the distance between the wagon and the hole that they were digging, they didn't see much. Does that look like they bought enough blood for two charges? Half a charge? Hopefully you would gather. No, it's probably not enough for two charges. Maybe keep all of your charges together, Titanics. Oh, that's the plan. I'll uh, I'll have them all uh, hungered down in the barracks there and they can stay safe. Watch our things. Hopefully. I better grab a casket of wine. That's what I said I was out here to get. I'll just climb up onto the... <laughs> onto the wagon. <laughs> Kicking his legs out as he tries yeah. to get on. <laughs> And those of you inside, which I believe at this point are just Rupert and Brim, you hear more of a, uh, less of a bell and more of like a little triangle now. 
coming from the kitchen. So people in the room with you are starting to shift now down to the mess hall. Ah, Brim, it looks like it is time for grub. Would you uh, like to accompany me and, and we can go together to get some food? I just wordlessly walk on. Ah, yes, I see you're getting a head start. <laughs> Both of you roll perception for me. <laughs> the whole room's mimics. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How'd you do, Brim? That's a seven. Okay. Rupert? 17. Nice, okay. Yeah, you can kind of carry on with everybody. What do you mean, yeah, we can just carry on? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you carry on, I just had yeah, you roll that. What do you mean <laughs> so paranoid now thanks jay <laughs> and so it begins so brim d- d- tell me a little i've i've went on and on about myself and my accomplishments but where where, where do you come from what are you doing in this part of the country what are I mean, your keys jingles with such ferocity and frightens me sometimes at mention of my keys the bone in my teeth <laughs> snaps and i rage but nothing outwardly about my appearance changes it is a cold calculated endless void of rage that is imperceptible on my face and i continue walking keep in mind to rage you either have to deal damage or take it oh i do or attack or take damage so you can easily just like sock yourself <laughs> no you can you don't have to take damage you just do it to keep it going you have to take damage or yeah. attack something yeah that's you what i'm saying if she wants to rage for like reference because i was looking up if i can rage out of combat i'm fine if this is like a wasted rage no i'll um, under the context you could be like i picture you pretty much angry to the point anything's gonna set you off i'm like hairpin yeah but you're keeping your like composure as it were mechanically you're not wasting a rage yeah exactly you're borderline and if something sets you off then mechanically you will rage is that a-okay with you yeah absolutely you're seething angry but you're not you're at you're at that boiling point you know Hmm. or it's like somebody's lit the wick it hasn't quite gone off yet and if i don't get to use it for anything and it's a wasted rage fine with me. No, no, you're good. Oh, I apologize, Brim, if I've said something to upset you. I just wish to get to know more of my compadres, my compatriots, my companions. I continue walking on, and my fists start to show white at the knuckles from the clenching. And I don't know if my fists are like face height with Rupert or <laughs> if you can see that, but the spring is coiling. I believe at this point in time that I will allow you to have your your meal um, in private, Brim. This just seems like you are quite upset and I'm going to turn back around and make it look like I'm going to the rec room, but I am going to head down to the barracks. Okay. And as you're doing so, when you enter the barracks, you see one of the mercenaries. He's just kind of in his toad at the moment, rustling about. I say nothing. I do nothing. I am just watching. Okay. And you watch him for a little bit and you see him pull out a deck of cards and then you see him pull out just a little pouch and he's got the two things and he turns around. And he's like, oh, my apologies, good man. My apologies, good man. I, I was looking for the laboratory, and then I had—I accidentally had a, a, a conniption. Damn, you gave me a fucking heart attack. Uh, oh, my apologies, good sir. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh-huh. Now I really need this. And you can see he pulls out a joint, basically, from the pouch. Oh, sir, is that that, uh, is that bumblebee kush? I don't know what it is. Frill brings it. He has it brought in. I'm just grateful for it. Figured with everything going on and all, everybody act that might calm my nerves. Not that you're helping any. Oh, well, my apologies, sir. Like I said, I uh, do enjoy the aroma and I walk a little bit closer. And I, I once partnered with a dragonborn from, from the yeah, mist. Yeah, shut up here. Take your hit. And I'll hit it. <laughs> 
So yes, he nearly shits his pants, shares his weed with you. Brim's in there. Presumably the other three of you are finally making your way back inside. Yeah, probably. And yeah, kind of as James alluded to earlier, pretty much everything is like a piece of ham, some potatoes, and a glass of wine, including Frill coming back with yours, Brim, because yours is more of a... It's more chalice in size than a glass. Got a bucket? Yeah, just bring a bucket. <laughs> They'd give you an IV if you weren't made of stone. Mm-hmm. Are there any, like, rats or anything in this room? No. Okay, sounds good. So, you figure anything out going out there? Is he talking? It's I assume... talking directly to you, yeah. Okay, so we would have waited for Titanics to get the wine and come back, and we all would have come in. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. It was really frozen, so couldn't get much off of it. Probably a deer just kind of walked by and exploded. Deception. 18 plus. Oh, 19. Okay. Don't think we'd see deer much up here. Maybe one of the dogs? Oh, did you count your dogs? No, it hadn't occurred to me. I'll go out after supper. That uh, brings a, another note. I'd uh, recommend that we, for the time being, for protection, travel around in the buddy system. Things difficult to be ambushed if there is a creature or something out there that's killing things. Hold on now. Why would you think there's a creature out there? Well, it's the only logical the explanation. There's a big pool of blood out there. and uh, well, There wasn't well, none until the five of you showed up. There also wasn't any food either. That's a fair point. But, simply stating, if Bromley was out of his office, I'd have thought he was up to something, but we can't pin this one on him. Not with him dead. Why would you pin it on him? All the other crazy shit he's done in the last day and a half. Mm. Wait, there was a lot more crazy shit leading up to when he... Yeah, they told us about it. Oh, Yeah, which... he messed with the drill. He broke all the dog sleds. Oh, that was all him. Okay, yeah, that right. was all him. Yeah, the foreman went crazy. Whose journal you're holding? I want to know something, but I don't know to ask it yet. <laughs> I haven't read the full journal's description. <laughs> what time is it? Like, I guess it's dinner time now, right? Yeah, it's supper time, yeah. But we would have told you a bit more about it when you were out there, right? You probably could have just shown him the journal while we were sitting out there talking. Yeah. Tough to see out there. It did be tough to see out there. Oh, no, I lost like- it. <laughs> <laughs> As you're eating, you can all roll perception or eating slash in the mess hall, even if you're not. Did it serve yourself or is it like... The plates have been brought out. How'd you do, Brim? That would be a 15. Red? 13. Where'd you guys go? Rusty? 17. Rupert? Was I in the the mess hall as well? I thought I was still getting high with the true... You guys guys would have walked back by now. Cool. So you could, you could be there. I'll be 21. Nice. And Titanic's six. Yeah, you're the only one that doesn't hear. You all see one of the workers gets up, Quinn, and he takes his plate that's empty to go back. Basically, he's going back for more. And you hear him drop the plate. And at around the same time, you hear a bowl smash in the kitchen. And he comes running. He's fucking white. And he's like, James, fucking drink, go. And like, James, he's up and books it. And he doesn't even, he hasn't even gone two seconds. And you just hear him holler to MT. Get your guys! Bring the fucking swords now! And now you can hear a commotion in the kitchen. Let's go. <laughs> Those of you who get up and go, you see the one dragonborn, the male, sort of. All along his muzzle, the skin is peeled back and the scales are peeled back. His eyes are a bright yellow and he's got like a mouth that is vertical instead of horizontal. And part of his sister is being absorbed into him to the point that she's basically scaleless now being sucked into him in this giant glob. Roll for initiative. No. <laughs> You can run. But can we hide? Sure. Red, how'd you do? Five. Okay. Rupert. Five. 
Rusty? 15. Brim? That's like a 5. 13. And Titanic's. 18. You are first, sir. I, I may not be listening, but I know when shit's hitting the fan. <laughs> How does this kitchen lay out? Was there, an, there was an entrance in the hallway, too, for the kitchen, right? Yep. There's an entrance from the hallway, and there's an entrance from the mess. Oh, uh, really do that. So we can kind of see what's going on through that entrance in the mess then, eh? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Oh, I'm short. So I will run up and hold the law. I'll run right up to this creature as fast as possible. I'm trying to count how many squares it is. I can kind of make it there. He's deep in the back of the kitchen. And then I will... I will wardens mark him, which... I'll use my bonus action. If he attacks anybody and he's next to me and attacks anybody other than me, he's at disadvantage. Yep. And I will yell back, don't worry, I will hold him here. You take him down from the far team and then just kind of hunker down from there. Hold position. Okay. All right. And as you kind of step up and get into the, the mix of things a little bit, it kind of, it's not like it organically appears, but like part of it extends out to hit you. And the first one is only a 13. Ping. Second one's a 26. Dong. <laughs> and that's going to be for nine bludgeoning. The third one is a 21. That ties. Yeah. Which is going to be for another da, 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 14 bludgeoning. And then I need you to make a strength saving throw for me, please. <laughs> oh, I have advantage of those because I can't. Oh, no, I'm not in that stance yet. Never mind. <laughs> As this 21. Oh, nice. This sinew that comes out tries to wrap around you and it almost succeeds, but you're just able to just overpower it, which then goes to Rusty. All right. I guess we're all in the kitchen who came to see, or did we kind of get... I don't know if everybody's in there quite yet. I think most people are. I think Brim wasn't exactly jumping to his feet. The the mess, right? The mess of the kitchen. Everybody was in the mess for sure. Right. And I think it was just me, Rupert, and Red that jumped up. Yeah. We first heard it. And then Titanic's ran from the mess, the the short way, whereas we went the long way. Okay. The short way. So what I meant was when we got into the kitchen, it was just us three plus Titanic. Some other guys would have come in too, but I, I don't Red, see a lot of room in that room. Red didn't run to the to the. Oh, you didn't run? No, just got up. Stood up on the table. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I got there. Is the Titanic's in my way if I were to attack him with a sword? No, there's enough room for you. All right, I'll run up and attack him with the sword. Sure thing. Uh, maybe not nine. No. You almost okay. can't focus on any particular spot as the it's absorbing and shifting and yeah, it's it's so wiggly. Then I'll bonus action, bring up my revolver and shoot him. Okay, or attempt to. Nope, that is for eleven. No, that's still not good enough. Yeah, hard to look at this thing, isn't it? It is. Ah, it's so freaky. Brim? Am I still raging or should I rage again? I would say you haven't fully raged yet. Haven't fully raged yet. Yeah, you've been angry the entire time, but not enough to set you off. This might. Yeah, because if this is still the same rage, I will hear the commotion and a sound will go off in my head. A click, like a key turning in a hole. And I would like to get up and like to... How far away am I from the door? From the door? You're probably sitting about 20, 25 feet from the door. Like of the mess or the the kitchen? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Would I be able to like actually run and barrel in there? Yeah. Okay. I want to run and barrel in there. If you go for the creature, there's a chance 
you hit Rusty or Titanic's kind of on your way to it. Okay. I'm in a blind rage at this point. So I think, unfortunately, that will, I, I will follow through and just big Okay, roll a I, d6 for me. I've been on a short fuse. That's six. Rusty, make a dexterity save for me. Oh my God. <laughs> So 19 plus 25. Yeah, you're shooting at this thing and disgusted by it, and you can just hear the boom, 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 boom. And at the last second, you just kind of step out of the way. Oh, shit. As Brim comes flying in, you may attack. Okay. So I'm going to then take my war pick and then just, like, swing it behind and, like, under and up. And I want to do it pick side up. Yep. Try and tear in. Yeah. Just I'm going with my momentum of my run so that is a 14 but because i'm raging it's plus two correct so you, you roll your attack roll the the plus two is on damage on damage okay sounds good so that's a 14 14 catches it sick okay because it'd be kind of lame if it didn't. to do all that so, mess i know it's a it lot was of close it was very so close the, the uh damage then i rolled a six and that's plus two so that's eight damage plus your six strength plus modifier. your strength plus two whoa okay so the damage die plus your strength modifier plus two 12 second attack i think after i do that i'm just gonna go straight in with my dagger this is like a pure rage thing okay and that is a 24 oh yeah Beautiful. 10 damage. Okay. And I'm foaming at the mouth a little bit. And that's my turn. Rupert and Red, you're both on five. What's your dex? Plus three. Total. Oh, so oh. what's your total dex? 17. Okay. Do you, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Because we're both on 17. I literally said after you, good sir. Fine. I'm going to stand up on the table. Rifle out. Can I see above the heads? Partial cover. Half cover or three quarters? Yeah, half. I ignore half cover. So I'm going to use force. Cool. Cover. There you go. Uh, yeah, 15. 15, you are successful. Four, 15 damage, force damage. Oh, nice. And I'm going to make it so the next person who has attack against them gets Advantage. plus a D8. Oh, yeah, sorry, plus D8, yeah, which would be Rupert at this point. Good show, Red. And I'll pop up and I'll see the monstrosity and panic. <laughs> and I will pop off with my crossbow. I get two shots. Only the first one gets a D8, though, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. So that'd be 20, not nat. Nice. Thanks, D8. That'll be for nine damage. The second one will be 13. Not so much, sir. That'll be all. Don't like the creepy creepies. I do not like the creepy creepy. Those of you in melee can roll perception for me. Rusty? 20, not natural. Ooh. Brim? 11. So, Rusty, you notice when Rupert's shot hit, a little piece comes off of this thing and hits the floor, and then it grows little tiny tendrils and books it out of the room into the pantry straight south of you guys. Oh, shit, 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 there's a little one. Ah. Titanic's your turn. I say, stab it. Now I'm going to swing my battle axe at it then and see if more chunks fall off. Does a 24 hit? Yes, it does. That is for max damage of five slashing damage. Okay. And then I shall do my second attack. Does 18 hit? Yes, it does. And that is 11 slashing damage. Alrighty. And then as a bonus action, I will use Warden's Grasp. Since we now hear things are crawling away until the beginning of my next turn, I can't move, but any large or small creature you choose within five feet of me can't willingly move away without using Disengage. And what is my other effect? Yeah, Roots. That's just a plus two defense. And no one can move me. Gotcha. As you finish doing that and channeling your Warden, and those of you up close, you literally hear this... (laughs) 
and some of the wounds that your swords have caused is starting to heal. That's a s- attack on Titanics, which is going to be a 23 to hit. Yep, ties. Jesus Christ. Thank God I'm rolling reasonably. That's going to be for nine, sorry, 10 bludgeoning. 23 again for another 18 bludgeoning. Beavis. That's only going to be an 11, so that's going to miss. And then because you're close by, I need a strength check from you, Rusty. That will be a six. So Titanics, you watch as this globule comes out towards you again. This time it shoots past you and it wraps around and grapples Rusty. And as it does, it cranks it tight. You take 15 bludgeoning damage. Oh, God. And then it moves on to you. And it's on my hand? It's wrapped around your body. Oh, my entire body. Yeah, yeah. It's wrapped around you. Like Venom grabbed you. It was bludgeoning? Yep. It's almost like it constricted like a against your body. Are my hands free? Like, Yep. You've still got your weapons in your hands. Like you're kind of grabbed around the torso, but your arms are good. Okay. Bonus action. I'm going to put my hand up to a necklace and touch a gilded dragon scale. And I'm going to gain resistance. It's a trinket. Yep. Uh, as a bonus action, you gain resistance to one damage type of your choice for one minute. Bludgeoning, perhaps? Bludgeoning. So like a bit of a glimmer comes over me and then i'm going to try to like force it off me can i take an action to try to escape the grapple or yep, me, for to escape i'll let you use strength or dexterity 16 16 so yeah with all the like mucus and bile that's attached to this tendril you're able to kind of like almost get greased up and slip through almost but not quite no nope, you're able to yep Oh, I am? Because it's flapping Uh, away still around you. Yeah, I gotta shout out. Watch out that one thing. Went into the pantry and... Braille, get back here! As I saw him run up the room. And they... Two of the mercenaries are like, you can see this red. They're like now between you and the door, but they're swearing because they can't really get in and do anything. So one actually goes out the door to try and circle around. Brim, it's to you. Okay. So where is this thing now in relation to myself? Still right there. Right there? Is is like my dagger still in it? No, it's kind of with it being so viscous, it came out with the stab. Okay. Sounds good. So I kind of want to kick it. So that would be an unarmed strike. Yep. Just like Sparta kick it away, uh, yep. essentially. So that would be, wow, not 20. Sweet. So that's 27. Very nice, very nice. So it would be your strength modifier times two. Times two. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, so, so 12. So 12. Yep. That's perfect. All right. So yeah, I just like kick it like really forcefully away okay. from myself. And then as like a second action, mm-hmm. I want to take out the oil flask in my inventory. Yep. I want to uncork it and then just like douse it with my oil. Yeah, sure. Amazing. Thank you. It would be your bonus action to do it. Okay. Do I need to like roll athletics for it or? No, this thing's pretty big. It's not hard to pour some oil on it. You got it. Thank you. And that'll be it for me. Rupert or Red, whichever one. I can't remember who went first last time. Do I clock the oil? Perception. So nope, we're both at the, that's both at the same time. Can I see if I clock the oil? Yeah. I rolled a one. 14. No and no. Okay. So I'm going to use chill touch because I'm, I'm assuming I kind of saw it heal a little bit. Yep. Okay, so to stop it from healing, I'm going to use Chill Touch. That'll be a 14 to hit. Yes. And that'll be for 8 damage. It doesn't heal for a turn. Yep. And if it's undead, it has disadvantage on attack rolls. I don't know what this thing is, but I'm just saying it out loud. Yep. No, of course. I'm just letting you know it is not undead. Yep. Yeah, you always say it so you know if it triggers. Yep. Rupert. Two shots. First one is 14. Yep. 
Second one is also 14. Two for two. Spelt. Five damage for the first shot and 11 damage for the other one. It's Rusty, Titanics, and Brim. As you're in there up close to this thing, Brim, your foot's pretty much in it. Chill Touch comes from Red. The two bolts come from Rupert. And this thing literally explodes all over the room. There's scales and mucus and blood and sinew everywhere. Ah. There's literally an open crate of meat that's probably now shot. as it's just covered. Just cook it really good. Rusty, did you find the one you did you find the one you were looking for? The smaller one? It ran into the pantry. Quick, to the pantry. Who's coming with me? Oh yeah, I went to the front door. What? The pantry or the front door? The front door of the pantry. The pantry's in like it's a back room and this whole Yeah, it's the back room of the kitchen. Right. You go in at a glance, you don't see anything. But I did see it come in. You sure did. And there's no other way out. Nope. The face sucker moment if I've ever seen one. Rusty, why don't you wait here and shoot at anything that tries to get out the door? And I'll start to try to clear the shelves. You open the cupboard doors and a few of the dishes fall a little bit, but that's about it. You open the bottom ones and there's some wooden bowls and such in there. You close it. And as you go to the next one, you just lightly start to feel something wrap around your foot. It's in here. And then... It attaches to your leg. My leg, right? <laughs> your leg. Specifically okay. your leg. That is a natural 20 for 25. Uh, that'll hit. Nine points of piercing damage. Cool. But I take half because I'm past halfway in my health now. Nice. Which is now at like the party's health. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, because it's only you guys in the room at the moment, we'll just continue initiative with you guys unless anybody else decides to come into the room. So it would then go to Rusty. And I saw it. I mean, I yeah. assume he yeah. kind of reacted. Oh, yeah. To you can see it on his leg. It's the only spot on that's not bright yellow right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's got, it's got Titanic's. And shoot it. It I literally will... now looks like a dragon's tail with a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take my sword and slice at it first. Sure. 13. 13. That is successful. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this, I'm going to exploit its weakness so that this is, the target is treated as if it has vulnerability to the weapon's damage. And then after this, this attack, as well as the other attacks against the target until the start of my next turn, count as magical, the purpose of overcoming magic resistance. resistance. Yep. Okay, so this one is, times two is 16 damage to it. Yeah, you're pretty adamant with this thing and you more than exploited its weakness. Oh, you literally like stab it right off of his leg and almost like pin it to the floor until it stops moving. It just twitches a little bit. The teeth kind of gnarl and then it just stops animating. I got it. All done. And I kind of like start peeling off, peeling it off my ankle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of tendril that's still wrapped around there. Did it dissolve or is it just kind of like It flat? just stopped, yeah. Not that, I mean, Titanic's is even worried about a tendril when he's covered in goop. Yeah. I got oh. I got lackeys for that. Do you know? We're all covered in goop. Wizards have presentation. I got Kyle. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> In my boots. All right, I'll pick it up. Ugh, it's a nasty little bugger. A little bit. And as you turn it over and you're looking at it, the eye on the back blinks once. No! I squish it more. No. Oh, okay. It's almost like you squeezed out the muscle and it just made the eye twitch. Oh, thank God. Okay. So it's like a toy with like one of those, the eyeballs pop out a little bit. <laughs> you squish it. <laughs> uh, and when these things died, what does their blood look like? Is it red or like what came out of them? Red or slime or goo? So money. With your blood knowledge, you can tell most types. And in this case, it's kind of like a 
almost like a it's black with just like a very slight hint of green you put together that basically it adopts the blood type of whatever it takes over and right now it's black with a bit of green yeah so it's the green dragonborn blood oh and is black a normal color for dragonborn blood for the green yes oh okay that you that's why i would say you would know this right right i just yep huh thing is almost a full mimic of whatever it eats then i'll go back into the the kitchen where everyone is kind of like everyone's still there i suppose maybe looking a little shocked we got it got what what the fuck was that it appears to be a mimic creature a new kind some sort of demonic abomination spewing from the hells themselves oh good so we killed it then killed one what do you mean one Precisely. Well, it looks what we have here is a class three mimic infestation. Inspiration. <laughs> so any one of us could be a mimic. And you can see right away, like the three mercenaries kind of grouped together. Dwarfs kind of leaning a little further away from you guys. And then there's just slowly little pockets almost and everybody's looking at each other. Well, keep your eyes open. You're all monsters. We're all monsters. Everybody's a monster. Wonderful. What is the state of the remains? Are they all goo or is there like like horn, tooth, or like, you know, any like crunchy bits? <laughs> There's, you can find teeth, but at the moment, no bones. It's almost as it exploded, like it was, it would absorb and then kind of regrow them. Mm, okay. So there's nothing to really like examine. Not too particularly. Okay. You can just look down and draw your own conclusions from what's on you. Yeah, I suppose so. So I'll just stand there silently. It is a stage three, but it's not going to be that easy. So I, I'm not familiar, this is Je- James, with m- musical infestations? Mimic? What's a... Enlighten me. What the hell's going on here in my outpost? Well, typically mimics are something that can imitate something. And then when you get close to them, they eat you. This seems to be a special type where it will eat you first and then mimic you. Uh, So... So, and then looking like you... It will go around and eat another one. Bromley wasn't batshit. Looks like. Looks like he saw what was going on. And you can see James just kind of scan the entire room. Okay. Yeah. No one goes anywhere alone. Incidentally. There's more. Yes. Well, uh, you it, have our attention, clearly. Apparently, your foreman suspected a few people of being a mimic. Well, one person in particular. And, Do you uh, know who he was talking about? Seeing as... Let's not get hasty. There's other other things that we can we can try to do, and rather than singling people out immediately. Oh, really? What's that? Tell stories? At least I I, I know stories in order to tell them. I, oh, I, do you I, know a story about something eating somebody else and becoming them, and then eating other people? I'm all ears. Wait, how many ears does this guy have when he says that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf has two ears. <laughs> Now, I, it seems to me as if you're being over-aggressive for a reason. We we came and we brought you supplies, and in my opinion, we should just burn the entire outpost down and, and go our separate ways. Oh, so whichever ones among us aren't us can just 
carry on? I was hired to bring a caravan of supplies. I have done my part of the bargain. I wish to go home now. There's the door. How bad of weather is it outside? <laughs> you would probably suffer three or four levels of exhaustion per night. Per fucking night. Yes. You can make it. But there's only like, is there only 10 levels of exhaustion and then death? Like five. <laughs> oh boy. I'm well, taking the offer. I'm walking outside. Cold resistance will just get you an extra day. I, I didn't say I would stay out there forever. <laughs> if I see Brim leave, I'll, I'll kind of just stop his path and be like, Brim, we can't allow this creature to leave this compound. Why? Because everyone down below the mountain will be in danger. And I should care why? Because your oxen will also be those people. If I take them, head straight in the opposite direction, five, six days, keep living the same way as I did before all of you, would it be that bad? Your oxen wouldn't make it in the storms. Mm. What's to say one of your oxen isn't one if what you're saying is true? They can mimic beasts. Just said they can mimic whatever they eat. And just tried. Clearly, at some point, one of the dragonborn got. I don't know if that even. That didn't look like eating. That looked like. I don't even. That's not getting out of my head for a while. Rusty, you said there was somebody. Who is it now? <sighs> I ready my crossbow. Oh yeah, if he's in the room, I'm already. At me? Not you. Not you. Oh, oh. You're about, we. You're about we to all, there's only one person is. not in the room right now. Yeah. Who is it? The doctor? Yeah, who it was yeah. Finn. The cooks. Finn. Well, yeah. The cook. Well, the cooks are cooked. The Poached. doctor is not in the room. Yeah. What about Ben's in there? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll say the foreman suspected Ben. Up. Uh, <laughs> you actually just shoot him. No, no, just like immediately, like she says bad. I just, just that worry of like immediate, like, well, I'm bad. <laughs> Hold on, now why would it be me? That's pretty presumptuous, based on nothing. Based on um, nothing. How's your wife? Uh, hopefully at home, peaceful. Why do you ask? Where's your ring? It fucking fell off in the drill hole. Inside. <laughs> yeah, straight. Absolutely. Seventeen. Sixteen. Nope. Well, higher than a natural one. He's lying through his teeth. Force would... Go ahead, bolts. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Can I ask him to examine his hands a little further? <laughs> you you ask. You want him hands. to examine his hands? <laughs> you... I know. I I wanna I wanna look at his hands. You may not get the chance with these two shooting him. I rolled oh, a no, ten. Because I wanted to crap. A 10 does not hit. Yeah. Oh, it's too late. It was a warning shot. Necessarily. So. We'll, we'll play this out for a second. Okay, okay. How did Rupert do? Nat 20 and a nat 19. <laughs> okay. Those are both going to hit for a lot. So the first one is 7 times 2 is 14. Okay. And the next one is max at 13. So 27 damage in total. Nicely done. So, yeah, Brim, you basically step forward and you're able to take his hands as he gets shot with these crossbow bolts. You have a moment to do something with if you want. Yeah, I want to. There's a reason why I've packed manacles. I want to slap him on his wrist while they're out. Do you think I'd get the chance? Yeah, I'll give you a chance. Give me, give me a dexterity check. Dexterity? To see how quick you can do it. Okay. I was like, athletics, athletics, athletics. <laughs> that is a 19. 19? Yeah, you're able to slap them on. Wonderful. He, as you do. The one hand, it goes kind of noodly almost looking into a tendril and then a mouth opens on it and he bites down on you. I grunt. And that will be a 22 to hit. That hits. Or seven points piercing damage. You got it. And then because you're right there, I will give you an attack of opportunity as he goes to book it. Okay. 
So can I? Because I'm really close to him. I don't think using my war pick would be realistic. Oh, you grab it and swing it as he goes to turn. I just want to like slash him with my dagger. Sure. Because it's it's a bit more of an intimate situation. First name basis? Yep. So that's a 12. (laughs) For a 12? Yeah. That is not... Oh, I'm sorry. That does hit. Okay, lovely. Thank you. And that will be... And I'm not raging, so all that extra stuff doesn't count anymore. No. So that is a 11. Okay. James tried to tackle him on the way out, but missed. Eh, Let's make this initiative again. Just for good times. Red? 11. Rupert? 21. Rusty? 5. Brim? 13. And Titanics? 16. Well, Rupert, you are far and away first. Another two shots. Okay. First one is going to be a 13. 13 hits. Second one is going to be a 15. Oh, yeah. A 9 damage Mm -hmm. and 12 damage. Nicely done. Thank you. Titanics. How far away would he be from me then? Has he gotten out of the... 15 feet, maybe. Cool. Am I able to cut him off from the door, or is he in the doorway? He's in the doorway. Then I will run up to him, and I will stop directly in front of him, and I will use my action for upgrading my warden's grasp to a earth shatter. He has to roll a strength saving throw. Well, he's going to shit the bed on this, I guarantee you. 13. It's a fail. That's what I figured. And he is knocked prone. And then all my regular grasp effects are in effect, too. Yep. How many more times can I use my other warden gift? Rim, you see him fall to the ground, not far from you. And since I got a bonus action and I can keep using this, I'll use my warden's mark, which is his disadvantage if he attacks anybody else other than me, if he's within five feet of me. Yeah. Brim. Okay, now I'm bringing out the war pick. So I've like slashed him. Has he kind of gotten away from me a little bit? Or he's like he's maybe five feet from you face down, yeah. thanks to Titanics. <laughs> no worries. It's going to be a smash. Of- he's prone. You have advantage. That's incredible okay so i didn't want to use it earlier where everyone was blasting at him I'm like oh i just knock him on the ground it got harder for them to shoot great <laughs> holy smoke okay so between an 18 and a 22 i think i'm gonna pick the 20 doesn't matter you hit him prone it's a crit <laughs> that's amazing okay so da, 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 for seven damage so 14 yeah so that that's right I'm all right so you're gonna swing it again yeah it's just gonna be bang bang so is it gonna be the same situation with yep. advantage yep. it's advantage and if you hit it's a crit never get caught laying right. on the ground nope. <laughs> someone wants to curb stop so you <laughs> it's a 23 or a 21 <laughs> and so that hit yeah and that's for 22 damage double so what you're telling me is your second swing, the first one hit him in the body and the second one you just caved his head in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it splatters very much the same as the other thing, except it's just the head in this case because it's still a humanoid, but mm-hmm. you've got piece fragments of skull and blood and everything now splattered across the floor. And now the rest of the room literally doesn't know. Like they're all looking at each other, looking at you. Nobody's calm with anybody. I'm going to reach for a fresh brand new cigar do a sniff and then light her up well there was uh one more person i suspected somebody else yet well we have the matter of the blood pile outside yes james looks at you and you can tell his gears are turning that he's got a pretty good idea where you're going with this and he looks over at mt and looks yeah, back at you and then I, I give him a little a little head nod and you can see her eyes kind of widen like now hold on just a second here are you accusing you think i'm one of those oh we are going to conversate this right away 
MT, there was a large blood pile outside the door, and the only ones that were around there were you, that thing. Almost. Do tell. Monroe over there. And he points to one of the, she points to one of the mercenaries. He was outside, too. Came strolling by. Now Mr. you're going to Mon- say it was all three of us? And Monroe's like, what the fuck? Well, we can, there's a, a simple check that I think would work. It seems like pain seems to be a pretty good stimuli for the, the creature to want to pop out and, and do its thing. So you won't stab me. Frick you. Turnabout's fair play. Absolutely. And she takes off her glove and holds her hand out. I take one of my bolts and I edge. <laughs> I this poke her in the bullshit. hand. Poke. Little wince. That's about it. Are you happy now? I turn the bolt around, put it, grab a clean one. Hand it off to her. Turnabout's flare play, as you said. Fuck you, too. She drives it into your hand. <laughs> there is a small moment. You only take one point of damage. <laughs> but there's a small moment where, where Rupert is just looking at his hand, and he's just... There. Now you can tell a story about how you did something stupid. Ow. <laughs> Have we conversated enough on this now that you know what I'm talking about? I am not that. We just had to make sure. Start stabbing everybody, then. Maybe you find a solution. Well, Would you like to help? Uh... And I... I meant stab as in a, a prick, you know? Yeah, you are a prick. Your words hurt. Not as much as the bolt through the head, but they hurt. Jay, did anything happen to Ben's body after it died? Nope. Or we only saw him go squiggly because of the the, uh, the manacles, right? Yeah. You can glean. There's a, well, obviously, along with the mimicry, there's a little bit of, it's like they have like kind of like a grotesque anatomy that they can kind of shift things a little bit. Yeah, you can go to Latin right, for it, a little bit. And it didn't, it didn't happen after he died. No. While they're kind of discussing or conversating, I'm going to go over to Ben's body mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast blood print on the blood that's coming out of Ben. And you get human blood. Hmm. Does it look like my little pattern is exactly human or is there any exactly little... Exactly human. Is is the mercenary also human, Jay? Yes. MT's female and the other two, Harlow and Monroe, are both males. And that, like, she literally kind of half threw him under the bus. Monroe's not all that impressed right now. <laughs> Like, what the fuck do you mean? Hmm. I start looking at Titanics while this is all going on and be like, I think we have to go check a couple people. Yeah, we can definitely, uh, we can go check my, uh, my retainers. I don't see any of them being one of these things, not this quickly at least, but better safe than sorry. And where are they? I've had them stay in the barracks this whole time. And Harlow looks at you, Rupert, and is like, they weren't in there when we were in there. We, we, um, shared a, a spiffing good time and, uh, we, then we came to the supper. I didn't see any of your charges in there. Well, I know Kyle likes to slack off a lot, but the other two are quite up and up. I wonder where they've gotten off to then. I would suggest we should probably find them at this stage. We should probably also all stay in one central room and no one goes off without another person around them. I'd be inclined to agree with you. Bully! Your ideas are far better than your stories. Small look of sadness crosses his face. (laughs) You can tell it's not entirely meant as an insult. It's just when you use your intelligence, you seem to know what you're doing. Your stories aren't always at the best time. It's kind of a... No, that's true. What you glean from that. Rusty, you you said that the mimic can also take the form of animals, correct? You being the expert. Well, most mimics that I've encountered before this could take the uh, appearance of just about anything. But this one seems to need the blood to... needs to eat its host to take on its appearance. So I assume, yes, absolutely, it could take the form of an animal that it just ate. Or looks like 
little pieces of them can wander off as little tiny creepy things. And we know so far it's consumed human and dragonborn. I, Brim, am getting exhausted of this situation because it has been completely out of my control and I've not had a say in anything that happened because... I signed a contract to do this job and not to do anything else from a very annoying cat, <laughs> the contract. So I'm going to take a big, big draw of my cigar. <sighs> if we all die, would that not fix it all? Uh, it's kind of genocidal. Are you not ready to face death? Not yet, no. <sighs> Cowards. And I just am going to go sit in the corner, upset that we could very easily solve this entire problem. <laughs> just drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, there's a greasy oil monster and we're all in the same room together and I got my tinderbox just in itching. <laughs> Give me perception rolls. Who, Jay, took hits from the last two monster fights? Me, obviously. You, Rusty. Rusty. Brim got hit once. I believe that's it. Okay. Well, I think it's all very obvious that myself and Rusty and Brim have uh, substantially taken a lot of beatings from these creatures, and therefore it was not one of them, so we're in the clear there. Plus, we just arrived, and none of us have been alone. Yes, well, Albert and Enzo hadn't been alone either. They were together. Where are they? Well, that's what we gotta go find. 16. 16 for you. Red? Six. Brim? Fifteen. Rupert? Eighteen. And Titanics? I was too busy for my speech and I rolled a one. <laughs> Those of you who hold above fifteen hear the sounds of the dog kennels becoming very, very loud. It's a mix. There's yelping, there's growling. It sounds like one of them's in, in the doghouse. Is it really necessary for us to go out to the kennels? I, I mean, is, is it really necessary? Yes, if there's a possibility one is there, we must find it and eradicate it immediately. Could we just burn the building without having to go in? Yes. Mm. We can do that after. We need to make sure that... There could be dogs is... we can save. And there might be more than one. Let's go. All of you people, stay here. Do not leave the room or you could die. They're all going to die anyways at one point. I think you can tell soon. as you say that the mercenaries, <laughs> they're kind of like glaring at everybody else outside of you and they've got like their hands on their weapons. Their trust is pretty much nixed at this point. All right, who's following me to the kennels to kill it? I'll clear away. We'll start running out the door. All right, I'll follow tink, it. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not a coward. I, I, I'm just saying that... Uh, and I'll muddle and I'll go out the door. <laughs> How far away is the kennel and the main outpost? The kennels are probably about 300 feet. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I can keep a good line of sight on both. Or... Kind of hard with the way the snow is coming down at this point. Okay. Like, you can see the light that's there, but not much else. So if I do, like, a 200 and a 100 mix closer to the kennel would that be you'll get a better view of the kennel but you'll start to lose the particulars of the outpost you'll still see it but some of the details will fade a little bit yeah that's fine i'll i'll kind of keep back a little bit just to watch our backs i'm gonna look at them with one heavy raised eyebrow and look down as i'm striking my flint into a torch and if there's any wine nearby i do want to snag a bottle and then eventually follow along but not exactly trying to keep up with them so titanics rusty and rupert you three are pretty much the ones heading fully as you trudge through the snow and titanics you're leading the way i'm just waiting like i start running out the snow and i just sink three feet i was down gonna say you're like already <laughs> half like up to your waist deep in the stuff trudging 
along, but it's loose, so you can kind of, and your armor is a little bit warm from inside, so you do melt the snow a little bit. Kind of helps you get to keep your momentum. Well, the sun's not out, and it's not just, like, refracting off of me. And <laughs> No, it is not. It's nighttime right now? Yeah, you're fully into the night at this time. Storm's in full swing. And from outside the doors, you can hear all of this and incredibly louder. And then the whimpering stops, but the growling continues. Yeah, we're just outside the door. Yep. In hindsight, we probably should ask how many dogs there were here. It's, uh, it's not too late to just burn the entire thing down, you know. I hear the howls, and do we really need to go in? There could be puppies, too. Don't sell me on cuteness. <laughs> Let's go in. The longer we wait, the more dogs could be eaten. It's not a problem with the dogs being eaten. It's a problem with the Rupert being eaten. <laughs> uh, open the door as Rupert's monologuing. <laughs> the back. <laughs> Opening the door, you can see immediately inside, up against the wall, is the sleds that Brumley destroyed. It's now just splintered wood, mostly, at this point. And then about... 25 feet further, you can see the cage that holds all the hounds. And Titanic says, you're going in. You can see fully there are seven dogs. There's one in the middle surrounded by six. And it's the six that are growling at the one. <laughs> I don't speak animals. <laughs> Is there any markings or like blood marks on any of the animals? You don't see markings. You do see a fair bit of blood on all of them. Are they all kind of? No, it's just kind of, well, it's been pretty trounced by them collectively at this point. So it's a mix. You've got blood and fur and snow. Okay. We're just trying to determine if it's, is it six bad dogs or one bad dog? <laughs> That's what anyone, anyone have an idea of figuring out which side we want here? I mean, we could prick them if we get close enough. Well, it takes a while for one to be absorbed, right? So it's not like all of them were absorbed at once. They would have been quiet. Just like our kitchen buddies. We could wait 10 minutes. What, for another one to be eaten? Then we know. Let's just start with the one in the middle. From from out here, right? We're going to lead into the bars and <laughs> we're not going to open up the cage or anything, correct? Yeah, because they're all inside the cage kind of doing that, right, Jay? Yep. Like I said, the one is in the middle of the cage and the six are surrounding them. Is there another cage? There is not. You can tell within this cage, there's normally individual pens that they probably put them in at the end of the night even. But they're in kind of a, it's like a communal area where the dogs would normally, you know, hang out together, play a bit during downtime. Well, I don't typically uh, like the old six on one fight here, but I think we should see how this plays out real quickly and prepare to react. I'm Let's... really hoping the bad guy's the one though. All right. Well, if they start mixing around, we're not going to be able to find out which dog is which anymore. So we should probably just take care of it. I mean, do you want to put the dog down, so to speak? Yes. By all means. After you then, Rusty. <laughs> Fine. And then I'll take up my gun and I'll shoot it. Yeah, you can easily put the barrel in the within the chains. Yeah. Well, what is this cage made of? It's like... It's chain mesh chain. Chain link fans. Yeah, like chain link. Oh, like chain link. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Only the finest dwarven chain link. <laughs> Mithril chain link. Yeah, I shoot it. Okay. Which is a 19. Oh, yeah. You shoot the dog, no problem. How much damage do you do? Yeah. Six. Six. So you ready your gun. As you do, the dog in the middle kind of sees you because of your movement and lays down and you shoot him for six. And you can see now this gaping wound in the side of his muzzle. And now the blood's dripping. The other dogs are moving in closer. This is what I was afraid of. And I'm going to, we're going to rip open the cage door and try to save the one dog. All right. 
So how are you doing this, Titanic? matter, Titanics. <laughs> so what are you doing, Titanics? Um, the door open. I'm basically going to try to position myself between the one Rusty just shot and protect it from the other six. Okay, so you'll be able to go through, but you'll risk getting bit by two of them. That's okay. All right. So then I'm five feet, so that's going to be 22 to hit. Mm, hit four. 14 piercing damage. The other one... Yeah. Is oh, a wait. 21 to hit for seven points of piercing as they snap at you as you're trying to get through this thing. But you do make it through. So are you like turtling it or? Yeah, I'll go down into my into my stance, my warden stance, warden's grasp. I'll go into that boost. I can't be moved. I'm like locked into position. And the ones they that attack something to... other than you. Yeah, the ones that just bit me, I will attempt to, I guess I can't, can I still reach them from where I am now? You're just kind of beyond their bite. But yeah, you could kind of, you've got to reach on your weapon, don't you? No, no reach. Not this one. Yeah, you'll be just out of reach. I'll just hit the next closest one if there is one then. You're kind of like in the middle of the circle. Okay, so the none of them have approached on the middle one yet. Rupert no, and Rusty. I, I'll oh. just hold my action then. So if one comes to attack me, I'll go on the attack in the sense then. For sure. Rupert and Rusty? Well, depending on what Rupert does, I'll have been guarding the door. So none of them can escape. And I'll, okay. I'll close it. And if Rupert isn't going in... I'll close it, but if it looks like he wants to go in, I'll wait for him to scooch in. Are the holes in the tailing fence large enough for me to, like, shoot through, or am I going to have to go in? You can definitely shoot through it. I mean, yep. Rusty just did. Oh, what a damn fool rushing in like that without, and I'm just going to stand on the outside. And I'm... Uh, I'll have closed the door. I'll say, Titanics, what are you doing? That has to be the creature. You're protecting the creature. No, you just shot the normal thing. Dogs aren't that intelligent. They would be going mad and running away right now if it was a real dog. Then why aren't the other dogs running away after you shot in their direction? Dogs are incredibly intelligent creatures. Because they see an alien in their midst and they know I'm trying to kill it. I don't know. I just know when a wild creature or and such is shot, it runs away. It doesn't lie down and say, just shoot me. It's obviously appealing to your sense of, I don't know, dog-loving puppy justice, yes. <laughs> Just sitting there giving me puppy dog eyes. <laughs> well, uh, it's Jay bleeding pretty good is what it's doing. Yeah, like, it's not... I'm pretty sure you... Like, hire out of character. You're, I'm pretty sure you shot the wrong dogs. Ah! You're gonna have to like, convince the way Jay me described that, it, right? uh, Jake, help me here. The way you described it made it sound like it was a normal dog shot wound and that it was, like, ducking down because it saw a human walk in and that's what dogs should do when they're trained to see a human. <laughs> when they're trained dogs. <laughs> I think you're hearing things. He, I shot him, then he lied down. He just burned the building. No, he laid down as you came in. As you put your, as you were putting your barrel up, the dog laid down, and you uh, shot. He was like, "Don't hurt me! I'm an innocent dog." Bam! <laughs> old yellow like big old wound in the side of his face. <laughs> That's why he doesn't have. He does. He's bleeding normal blood. The other things he, bleed not normal blood. No, That's no. how I know. <laughs> All the blood is normal. No, that's how we determined what the, the, that was the whole the hand pricking test. No, no that was the response to pain. Or response no, to didn't pain. Transform. No, as as investigator, Rusty was able to discern that it was human. Like she was able to tell what type of blood was oh, in that's the spot. Right, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of it because it was, about, there was a dragon blood. That's why it was different. Colors. Yes, because she was asking me if it if there's anything, and it's like no, they adopt. I don't know. Right I don't have blood. Cell, I don't know basically. what that is. Yeah. Where are you at this point, Brim? I'm slowly walking over. You um, kind of distance yourself now from Red a bit and closer yeah, to the kennel. Yeah, it's just I'm taking my sweet damn time. 
I didn't fucking sign up for this. So I'm going to walk behind and I'm curious, are they like classic barn doors where you can just like burst them open? It'll be hard against the hinges because they pull. They pull. <laughs> are these thematically cooler? Okay. So is Red... If you're inside, yeah, it's a cool exit. Oh, it might be. Is Red already inside the barn? No. No, Red kind of positioned himself about two thirds of the way. Uh, so you can keep on the barn. Assuming if I heard the gunshot, I would probably start like. Give me a perception oh. roll amidst the storm. Okay. And the dogs. I don't know the way Harm took him out. She had the silencer on it and everything. <laughs> and even ten. No, you didn't hear it. Cool. Then I'm not. I haven't moved forward. All right. So then, if that's what Red's doing, I'm going to just silently lumber as a massive figure in the snowstorm with my torch and bottle of wine towards the barn, and then. I'm going to take both of my huge paws and just pull open the doors towards me. And thunderously, after I see all of this bullshit, I just say, enough. In a panic, I shoot at Brim, not thinking that it's Brim. <laughs> roll the hit. I'm going to roll low. I'm hoping Eric roll hasn't low. shot Courtney in, in enough stuff yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> I rolled a two, so that is a ten in total. Yeah, so you swing the doors open and Rupert's like, ah, bang, and just misses you. Now there's a little bit of hole in the wood. I just look back at it. My good man, you shouldn't sneak up on a party. There's uh, dogs and dying and gunshots. I take a pull of my cigar so long that the entire thing turns to ash as I smolderingly look at Rupert <laughs> and the light just illuminates my yellow eyes, furiously raging, but not raging. And I'm just going to keep walking forward until I get up to them and say, enough of this Bullshit. We burn it down. Everyone, out. Rupert leaves. <laughs> Just immediately walks out like, Oh, you don't have to tell me twice, Brimmer. Capital idea, good chap. Like, walk out. <laughs> and Red, you be able to see Rupert come out after Brim goes in. As Rupert comes out, he'll probably see me take a shot at somebody who is following. First or second? The follower. Following? Okay, sure, go ahead. Roll the hit. A 14? 14. As you try to focus through the snow falling, your shot goes off. You think you've got it timed it right, but you just zip it behind them. Okay. This would be a poor start. Yeah. Just for Sorry, yes. I forgot. Shits and giggles. Yeah. So yeah, same idea. You let that off and it just wisps by as the person keeps going. Okay. Come You'd see red let off a force bolt. You wouldn't see at what? Just it's towards the outpost. I'll run over to Red. Red, my good man, well, what's going on? Why the shot? Well, there's someone being chased over there. And I'm still like kind of trailing with my gun until I can't see them. If Yeah, as they kind of go around the side. Well, there's a, going to be a bonfire soon over in the barn. I'm not too sure whether or not you and I should go after this figure in the darkness. I mean, we could. Is there enough time that I could take a pot shot at the follower as they turn the corner? You could try. Yeah, either way. Before start. That's a lot better. That's a 23. Yeah, that one, you time it pretty much just before they hit the corner of the building and turn. But as they do, you catch the shoulder. Okay. How much damage? That would be for 18 force damage. Okay, you can even see after the hit, it seems to slow the person down. They kind of stagger a bit before they go around the corner. Okay. To be clear, you're shooting the chaser, right? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Back in the barn. Better help that guy get that person. Titanics. Just just get out of there. All the dogs are gone. 
they're they're just write them off. Come on out. We must save who we can. And Jay, Rusty has put some doubt now into my mind. Is there any way I can tell from the one I'm protecting its wound? Is it similar Roll to insight. a normal wound compared to a grotesque mimicky thing that has tentacles coming out of it all the time? Oh, thank God. That was a decent roll. But I'm pretty sure my insight's shite. Oh, actually, it's better than I thought. 19. 19. As you're kind of protecting the dog, it leans in against you. You know how like it would kind of like nestle a master almost? And then you can hear the sound as you look down at the dog. There's a little tentacle starting to come out of the side of its abdomen. And then Brim and Rusty, you can both roll insight for me as well. That's a 17. Okay, and Rusty? Seven. Seven. You're focused on your interaction with Titanic's Brim. As you're looking, you realize the dogs around the outside, they're growling, but they clearly have no intention of attacking the dog in the middle. They're all starting to turn toward Titanic's and Rusty. Okay, I'm going to take the bottle of wine in my hand and I'm going to like smash, I want to smash it against the fence so that it just like shatters with a splattering of wine and I yep. look at Titanic's and I say if this is the way you want to die so be it and this is giving him his last chance to get the hell out of Dodge now I'm just confused on if somehow they're all the dogs <laughs> yep I was just about to do something to save the other six but now I'm just confused <laughs> get out of there I'm outside the cage well since I'm in my stance I will use my action to do uh what's it called earth shatter and they all have to roll a strength saving throw okay so the one with you is a 20 16 to beat it anyone who fails is the doctor prone cool the one next to you is already laying down got a 20 the rest fall awesome because i never rolled higher than a 10 i kick him and run <laughs> <laughs> no and then i'll run out towards the gate all right the one you go to run away from 18 sorry 19 to hit yes bat him away with my shield Cling! Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fuck you. <laughs> You're running towards the gate that Rusty's holding shut. I'll hold it open when yeah. I see him coming. As best uh, as I and can. yeah, several of the dogs are like taking off right after him. Give me, Rusty, give me a dexterity save. <laughs> I think they're all bad. <laughs> 21. 21. Yeah, you manage to time it. As he gets out, you get it shut, closed, and there's teeth just gnashing away on the chain of the door trying to get at you. Some of them are even up on their hind legs trying to bite at your hands but can't seem to get it. The three of you are on the outside as... Actually, now, Rusty, give me a strength save. Oh, shit. As a couple of the dogs are, like, pounding against the gate. So that's 17. With a 17, as two of the dogs are slamming, you can feel your feet kind of sliding a bit in the dirt, but you hold your ground and you hold it shut. Lock the gate. Lock the gate. Help me, guys. Or Titanic's. Is there and broom? There's a latch. Okay, I'll <laughs> slap the latch down. Okay, and then like time to go, and then I'll just run past Brim, and as I run past Brim, he's like, now you can burn it. I have been seething this entire bullshit time, and I look at the dogs. I light another cigar on the torch, put it in my mouth, and I put the torch into the like, wine-soaked. I, I imagine hey. there's like straw on the floor. Yeah, hay and yeah. such. Yeah, and I just look at them one more time as it starts to burn and the smoke comes up around me and i slowly walk out if i make if i can do that as you're kind of holding the gate you can see two of them almost match brim's glare before he turns and walks away Ooh, hellhounds <laughs> As the hay starts to catch fire and the flames do start to go up a little bit, the dogs, as best they can, start to back away from the main area that's on fire at the moment. Let's go, Titanics. Exit the building. I'm I already halfway out the door. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I follow. I basically hit the latch and ran. <laughs> 
And you guys come outside to Rupert and Red. And Titanic gets five feet from the door and <laughs> same thing into again. the snow again. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking, if this place went up, I was hoping this place would explode for some dumb reason. Because then it'd be like Brim walking around in slow motion in the background. And then Titanic's first just jumping off and I'd use my sled as a toboggan. <laughs> Like Rusty's just trying to run away from the door. <laughs> That's how I was imagining this whole thing. <laughs> Did something happen in there? Oh yeah, I think I think the last dog was just turning when we got in there. Oh good. They were all mimics. Or just I, very angry dogs. One of the two. I have a pretty good feeling that something uh went off as soon as we left. What happened? Well, I saw two people running across the outpost, and one of them was being chased. So That's we left good. them alone with something. All right, do we watch the building to make sure those creatures don't escape while it burns, or do we just hope for the best and then go check it later? Bit of both. We can watch our backs as we go towards the back towards the outpost. All right, where did they run to? Around that corner, and I point to where they were. So, um, where we're talking about retreating while also keeping up appearances and tracking down fleeing fugitives, I'll sit here and watch it burn rather than trudging through the darkness in the snowstorm against an assailant that we don't know about. So you want to sit out here all alone for a prolonged period of time with unknown assailants. You make a great point, Red. <laughs> we should stick together then. I say this after just doing it myself. <laughs> You're in a safe place. Yeah. Halfway, halfway. Yeah. Well, 6633. There you go. And as you guys do start to move towards the outpost, you can see smoke coming out of the doors of the barn, but the flames inside aren't getting any brighter yet. Oh god, they have fire extinguishers and thumbs to use the fire extinguishers. Oh no, it's an OSHA certified barn. <laughs> I meant the dogs. <laughs> so upon seeing that the flames aren't burning as quickly as I'd like, is there any like firewood or any kind of things that could be kindling near me or would I have to go to the outpost? You know there's the splintered dog sleds inside the kennel mm. and there's the barn itself. Otherwise, inside in a storage room or something, they may have something for fire, obviously. Nah, I'll just broil while I watch it not burn as quickly as I like. Titanics, how are you after going through a couple of those bites? I can certainly do better, but you know, time is of the essence. There are many lives left to save tonight. Are there? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They seem to be few and few every minute. Fuck it, let's just get out of here. Alright, let's try to track down the one that was chasing the other person. As Titanic says that he is a little wounded, I will cast Cure Wet Wounds on him. I will go up and I'll touch him on the shoulder. Oh, uh, there was a very brave thing you did back there uh, for, for justice and uh, other things, but, you know, we need to think a little bit more clear and I'll heal you for seven. Yeah, we'll start heading towards, I guess, the yeah. direction those people are running. Yeah, you guys can make your way all the way back into the outpost. I don't want to uh, go inside yet. I want to follow the tracks that would be just outside Hulk. So if you're looking at the the map of the outpost itself, the tracks go and the chase was around the side of like 11, 12, 13, that side of the building. So the west side. Was it going? It was going around 14 towards the door. 14 towards 13? Yeah, there's that door. That you oh, there's see a door right the there. In the hall. Okay. Yep. Okay. And that's where you can follow the tracks right to is to that door, which is partly ajar at this point. Yeah, they weren't going out into the storm. They were coming back. Yes. Okay. Did Red say he had shot anyone? I probably would have mentioned it. Rupert might have also said something because he saw me do it. Mm -hmm. I definitely heard Rupert say that. <laughs> So where is there blood? Like Yeah, you can see a little bit in the snow. It's coming down so hard now, it's almost mm -hmm. covered again. All right. After you, Titanics. Excellent. Uh -huh. I will open. Are we going to go through the 1411 or 1413 door then? Is that what we're uh, going to do? Just to, yeah. So I, I 
probably prefer that. There's a little... That's where the blood trail leads to. Is That's the, where they're the... going, so we might save somebody. I'm okay with going tactical. Yeah, I'll open the door. Opening the door fully, now you can see in, and there's the occasional bit of blood on the floor as it circles around the corner of the barracks and towards the rec room. Oh, good. Down the main hallway. You're going first, right, Titanics? Yep. Give me a perception roll. Don't worry, everybody. I'm terrible at this. 19. 19. As you approach the corner, you can hear muttering broken up by wincing in a very thick dwarven accent. Have you met a dwarf? Yes, you have. The geologist is dwarven. Where was the muttering again, Jay? Around the corner. So like in the hallway between the rec room and the barracks. Oh, so not too far away. No. Okay. I'll barrel around the corner, the shield up. You come tearing around the corner and just before the door to the barracks, so just past the rec room, the dwarf's slumped down on the ground holding his shoulder and like looking at the blood on his hand and just, he's more angry than anything it seems. And you come tearing around the corner, he looks up. Oh, do I have you to thank for this? Well, not not me personally, but I believe that one was red. Red, I believe. That's a, is that a bull wound? No, it's a magic wound. Okay. Bullet-sized Broken magic wound? wound. <laughs> he just leans forward from the wall. You can kind of see it now. Looks almost like he's been scorched by arcane. Piece of his clothing's missing off the shoulder. You were chasing somebody. Who or what were you chasing? And as those of you who were following Titanics, you'll come around and hear this as well. I saw Frill go down the hall. He was going tearing. I wanted to catch the bastard after he ran off earlier. I almost caught up to him too. Until this fucking happened. Oh my good man. Uh, it seems like you're bleeding all over the place. And I'll go up and I'll cast another cure wounds on oh, Okay. Just in case, I am not trusting anybody. So anytime anyone of the party that I'm sure is not an issue is talking to somebody, I'm basically readying an action just to like sure, oh no. Sure. <laughs> For six. For six. Red, as he goes to do that, give me either... Give me medicine. Okay. It didn't work out. Rupert, you can as well, actually, because you're right there healing him. Healing the mimic sickness out of him. So that's 17. 17. As you're casting the spell, you can kind of feel the heat from the arcane blast coming off him. And just the way he's sitting, it was probably a near fatal shot. If he was a real dwarf. <laughs> Red, uh, crack shot. Crack shot. You almost took this this poor man right off his feet. Do I notice anything else about the wounds? No tentacles? No, no even nothing. the way you heal it, it seems to be completely normal. Uh, you should stick with us for the time being, sir. It will stop you from being shot at least. Or you could just not shoot me, but whatever. Which one is Frill? Frill is the elf physician. The one that took off earlier when all the chaos first started. Where's Frill now? I don't know, because he fucked up after he shot me. And at this point... A lot of the people you left behind would be starting to come out in the hall to see what was going on and stuff. And even James kind of looks looks down and sees Val sitting there and, is, and then looks kind of back up towards you, Red, and Titanics and cocks his head sideways. Like, we good? It was an accident. It was uh, nothing more than, than um, itchy trigger fingers and, and snow blindness, my good man. Uh, nothing to be too worried about. I, I healed him up right as rain and shouldn't be too much of an issue going forward. A little goodwill. Too much talking. I grab Rupert's wrist in an iron grip and I slap it on my forearm and I I say, me now. And he's healing everybody but me. I, I didn't people. know you were hurt, Brim, but uh, I need both of my hands. You're currently crushing one of them. I, I grab his second hand in my first hand and place them on my forearm. And because I'm that frightened, I'm going to cast Cure Light Wounds at second level. Just... Second level cure wounds. Right, so that's, that's, that's done. That will be fifteen. Thank you. I'm back at max health at forty-one. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, he, he's done nothing. 
<laughs> so I'm at 29 out of 85 health. Yeah, I was at like 30 health. So I'm gonna all lit, like pry his hands off of my arm. Look at my arm. Look at his hands. Nod. Good. And then I let them go. Uh, well, thank you, Brim. That's uh, quite an astute observation. Uh, and I will immediately put myself in between Rusty and Titanic's. <laughs> Just in fear. <laughs> Before you can get to that, Red, Rusty, and Titanics, give me a dexterity save. How'd you do, Red? 22. Ooh, Rusty? 19. 19 and Titanics. 10. 10? Rusty, Red, and also James catches it too. As you're having this conversation, the mercenaries try to use the opportunity to kind of shove past everybody and go to take off down the hall. You rolled high enough that you can react to it and do something if you want to. Is there a reason why we're holding the mercenaries specifically or? No, I'm just telling you what's happening and yeah. you have the opportunity to do anything or you can just let it go. It's entirely up to you. We don't know the entire amount that was infected. I mean, for all we know, the whole outpost is already gone, so. Starting to feel like it. We don't even have confirmation that the barn has completely burned down yet either. I'm going to use Phantom Grapnel to, like, pull one of them back. Okay. It's a strength saving throw. I can pull them back 10 feet. Yeah. I'm going to guess no matter what modifiers they are, it's still not even going to be at least a 10. So no, you get no. them. Yeah. So I just basically kind of want to pull them back just to stop and be like, where are you going? Yeah. And you slow Harlow down and the others continue down the hall and they hit the geological lab and slam the door shut. And Harlow turns and it's like, we don't want anything to do with this. We just want to bunker down, stay in there and know that we're safe with each other. Insight? Absolutely. Ooh, unnatural 20. He is absolutely a soldier following orders. Is everybody else okay with that? You guys are not safe in tiny groups. You're just going to be picked off one by one. And even James is like, Harlow, you should, they're right. We should all just stay together and figure this out. What happened in the kennel? What kennel? Did you... <laughs> Where you told us to stay here, and you five went out to the kennel before apparently shooting Val at some point. I'm confused. Again, I haven't stopped being confused. We um, ran into an issue where the creature or creatures, depending on your mode of thought, seemed to have gained the ability to be empathetic, and one of them pretended to be wounded, and we we weren't fooled by it, though, and so we burnt the barn down. (laughs) Basically, they were all mimics, and then they were actually intelligent enough to frame a trap so that it looked like one of them was not a mimic. You burned the barn down. Take a pull of my cigar. I burned the barn down. We had to. Burn this down next? Um, (laughs) No! I don't want to burn it with people inside it, of course, but I can understand why your foreman didn't want anybody to leave. If this creature were to get out to General Populous Rusty, you'd not think this was going to be a, a massive issue. It will be a massive issue. I'm reaching for my flint in my pocket, and I begin to strike it. Perception rolls again for the five of you. <laughs> Rupert? 14, my good man. Rusty? 14. Red? 17. Brim? 18. Titanics? 22. The three of you that cleared 15 can hear the sound of dogs howling now, like in pain and agony. Oh, I was like, I was going to say, they've escaped. Now they're on fire and they're angry. Yeah. <laughs> you want hellhounds? This is how you get hellhounds. <laughs> That's not the ones that I want, though. <laughs> I'll turn to James and be like, so if you see any dogs, probably a bad idea. Yeah. 
That's that's fair. Our problem here is we have a rare circumstance where our group has arrived, and we've been in contact with each other this entire time, so we know for sure that the five of us can't possibly be one of these creatures. However, every one of you have been by themselves at some point in time, and, well, we don't know who could be who at this stage. We have no way of determining, uh, I believe. Right, Rusty? You can't determine the difference between the blood source? I haven't been able to find a reliable method of detecting one of these creatures while it is maintaining its form. As soon as it releases its form, and you can see when it starts producing tentacles, that's when you know it's one, for sure. But right then, when it does that, usually it looks like it's ready to attack you and eat you. So it might be the last thing you see. So I recommend at this stage that uh, as long as we are all here together and we all sleep in the same rooms together, it minimizes the spread of one of these infections. I don't really see any alternatives for those of that are left. Harlow, never mind, I'll go down. If someone wants to, well, you can see down the hall. I will go down the hall and try and get them out of the lab. If you want to come with me, sure. If not, you can see me clear as day. How many of us are left? There's the five of you. There's James. There's MT, your favorite lady of the place. Her three mercenaries, one of which is with you. Val, the dwarf, and the workers, Kobar and Quinn, are still around too. There's seven plus the five of you is 12. And the two pages or squires or whatever? Three. Oh, the three stooges. The three, the yeah, three stooges they are. that are kicking around somewhere? Yeah, they're, they're, they're gone. They're gone. They're eaten. They died. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> like, we see them. We should just shoot on sight and get new ones. Get Titanic, shoot on perception with advantage. <laughs> I can roll it with this? Yep. Because I can recognize them easily? <laughs> yes. 18. 18. As you guys are having this conversation, you know, as James is starting to walk down the hall, you find yourself standing just a little bit closer to the barracks door, and you can hear, like, whimpering and crying from under one of the beds, clearly belonging to Enzo. All right, Enzo, up in front, center. What, what's the meaning of this? We checked on you earlier, and there was no one here. We, we were... Guys. And the other two kind of come slinking out from a couple of the beds, too. We're just scared, boss. Safe to hide together under the beds. Excellent work, just the way I showed you. Why were you hiding? We didn't want to get attacked by whatever was attacking. You guys were talking about it. We heard it. You heard us talking about it? We heard someone go down the hall and, well, we were with Titanic's when he started going and then people were running and hiding and then somebody went lumbering by and we just thought together and under here was safe. No one would look for us for a little while or at all. And now that he's standing, you can see that he's pissed himself. God sakes, man. Change your pants at least. Well, you know, you're just, this is an image for me too here. I, I, mean, I like the color yellow, but not on uh, the pants. Kyle, give him a hand. And he, <laughs> he grabs your bag and roots through their only change of clothes and gives Enzo his. And he kind of ducks around the corner so no one can see him get changed out of Very modesty. This was, uh, this was a bit of my own fault. I trained them too well to hide from danger. We must not have seen them when we ran past the barracks earlier. I'm hearing Titanic say trained. I say trained. More trained dogs in this room? Yeah. We burn this too? Not yet. Hmm. Rupert. As that conversation's going on, those of you looking down the hall to see James, he's knocking, like he's banging on the door at this point. What he doesn't see is Frill come up behind him with an axe handle and crack him across the back of the skull. With the sharp end of the axe or the flat side of the axe? Axe Axe handle. handle. Like, is there no axe head to it or do you just nope around? Just the funk. (laughs) James is at the very least knocked out. Not straight dead. (laughs) And just slumps down. Got that soft spot. Beep. Microsoft shutdown noises. Cool. Can I react? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm gonna firebolt him. Okay. Do we all get a chance to react or only... Brim, Rupert, and Red would probably be in the best position to react before something else carries yeah, on. I mean, and I'd be more like inside the barracks part. Yeah, and you were talking to Rusty about the situation, so you guys were kind of distracted from the moment. How'd you do, Red? With your firebolt. Twelve. Twelve is successful. It is? Okay, yep. cool. I He's quick a draw a firebolt on him. <laughs> it was a quick bolt for eight. Brim, are you doing anything in this moment? I'm gonna look up at this, think, not my problem, and then I'm just gonna go back to picking my teeth with my dagger. Rupert? Do I see the fireball go off first, or do yes. I have to react? Okay, does any tentacles or anything like that pop out? Nope. Uh, stand down! Stand down! Everybody is an ally here! Stand down! And Titanics and Rusty, this is where you guys would kind of be drawn in, and you see as Frill is just wailing on him. Are we still standing down? I'm not doing anything. I mean... A, a creature would eat him, not attack him with a hand earl. If that's what the creature wants you to think. I mean, they come up with traps before Rusty, like maybe this is the one for us to go. Maybe they're both evil. Maybe we're supposed to, and then they they eat us. And I'm with Brim on this one. We should just burn the entire thing down. Not because I have been intimidated into becoming a pocket dealer for him. He knocked them out. But clearly, James is starting to stir again. You can see, like, his bloody hand is just smeared. He's, like, trying to grab the wall anything he can. And he's just getting wailed on. And if you all watch, Frill just continues to keep hitting him with the axe until James completely stops moving. Seems to hit him a few more times. For good measure. Sees you guys. And with eyes wide, books it back down the hall. And you hear a door again. So we're still ceasefire? I mean, I don't control you or tell you how to operate you. You continue, you could have shot her until she stopped moving herself if you wanted to. I'm just saying I don't want to. I, I was going to say, I was actually going to interrupt, but I was waiting for everyone to be done that whole time. <laughs> I would not, Titanics would not have sat there and watched the man just get beaten to death in the hallway. <laughs> I'm going to walk over and, oh, someone cover me. So I, I'm going to go over and see if I can lend some, some aid if possible. Going to go over like dead, dead. He's beaten to a pulp. You know what? fractured skulls and stuff look like. Got Negan. He's uh, purple, red, swollen. That's just like all in the face and you can even see where the axe hit a few times in the body, but... No tentacles? No, nothing like that? Nothing like that at all. Alright, well, that was terrifying to watch, but I, I'm not too sure about frontier justice in this part, but if we wish to... Well, she's a murderer. Isn't it he? He? She? It's an elf. It, I, I have hard time distinguishing between them. Um, <laughs> I'll immediately look at Red. And at this, as you're having that conversation, because you're standing right there, the door finally does open. And MT and the other two mercenaries look down, and you can tell they're just, they're not just horrified. Like, shit, what did we just, like, let happen? Oh, MT. Oh, glad, glad to see that you're doing okay. Uh, well, was until this particular moment. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, as you can see, this poor young man was uh, desperately trying to get into your room and was beaten to death by an elf, which is the most dishonorable thing someone could ever do to a person. <laughs> Standing by and allowing it isn't all that honorable either. Well, if he was shot, or he was shot once. The elf was shot once and didn't seem to stop. So we waited to see. <laughs> so we bunkered down defensively. You watched. I'm not proud of it, but at the same point in time, you don't jump into a river filled with crocodiles in order to save a gopher. So you're saying uh, James was merely a gopher? In the grand scheme of things, it seems very, very, very poor taste to say so, but it's a, it's a saying amongst 
some of the southern tribes that I, uh, I've fought with over the few years. So far, you have stabbed me out of suspicion and watched my paycheck die. She pulls a revolver and puts it against your forehead. Oh, cool. Wicked. I have the, because I, I have my crossbow out. Yep. It's in her gut. Well, we, here's the click. She pulls it back. Well, the, the thing is, is that we can part ways peacefully and there will be no more bloodshed. Or you can help me find the killer and bring them to justice, in which case then you can avenge your fallen paycheck. Kind of odd to also call someone who just mercilessly died right in front of your door. Two, you can pull the trigger. I've already taken one bullet beforehand and I survived that tale and it takes more to kill a bull moose than just one bullet. And my compadres will light you up like a Independence Day firework. Or three, you can put your gun down. I'll put my crossbow down. You can go back to chilling in a somewhat secure area and we can just leave each other alone. I might even knock when we go to burn the place down. Aside from your reference of independence, roll persuasion. Oh, God. I learned it from the Southern tribes. They became independent from... <laughs> the North tribes. Wait, North wait, tribes. so you're saying that the, the Southerns tried to secede? <laughs> they were successful. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> that would be a 24 with a natural 19. You have plus five persuasion. She looks you like dead in the eye. And the, she takes the revolver against your forehead and brings it down against your eye. I trust you least of all at this point. And she puts it away. Fully. Then it's settled. And I'll drop, not drop my crossbow, but like bring it down. I'm going to oh. stop picking my teeth momentarily with my dagger. Look at it. And I'm going to spit on the ground beside me and say, Honor gets the stupid man killed. And I'm just going to keep picking my teeth. You're going to die quick then, huh? So uh, what is it then? Uh, option two or three, since uh, you decided to pull your gun down. I, I appreciate that, by the way. I trust them a little more than you. That's fair. But then points to like the workers. Don't trust them. So you're just a hair above the square root of fuck all. To be clear. Well, I'm quite understanding. Uh, I'm not here to, to make friends. I'm here to survive. So if you're And let people die, here, clearly. Uh, Good thing there's four others that we can maybe rely on. Fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll consider this business to be done, and uh, that's about it. And I'm going to sidestep, and I'm going to walk backwards, continuously keeping an eye, and crossbow never leaves ready. She kneels down and kind of starts to do what she can with James's body to kind of bring it into the room and just so it's not so it's just horrifically in the hall. So if we see James, not a good sign. <laughs> nope. At this point, because you've still got Harlow beside you, he's like, can I go now? Or would you prefer I stay here? I'm okay letting him go. Yeah, they can bunker up in there. It's probably good to know where they are, at least. And they're not running around eating people or being eaten, so. Uh, that's true. Those of you who heard the dogs before, it's probably at its peak now. Oh, they've gotten closer. They're slow roasted. <laughs> I don't know about you. But I don't want to be sieged by these dogs, so I'm going to go shoot them first. They, they escaped. Can't you hear it? You hear, like, howling agony. Yeah, they're still burning in the building. I don't think... Um, I'm pretty sure they were locked inside the building unless Red... Sorry, Rusty, did you make sure the gate was closed before they escaped? Oh, yes. I'm still going to go poke my head out the door, just in case there's flaming dogs running towards the outpost. No uh, flaming dogs, but flames are, elixir of flames are coming out the barn doors now at this point. It's like a full, you can tell it's like a pretty full blaze inside. All right, just take a quick scan, maybe a little longer than I should, and then walk back to the group. Well, perception. Uh, 18. 18, snow and flames. Okay. 
What's the plan now? We just sit here? Well, well let's late. And probably use a little maybe bit of take wrath. accounting on who's still around and alive. And go check on Flynn. Frill. Frill. You know, for Frilly Elf. Oh, <laughs> an elf joke. Fantastic. Yes, fantastic. Or is it now Frill the Killer? Are you an elf? I'm a high elf. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, amidst all your furs, that wasn't noticed. <laughs> Well, for the most part, you are freely. Not you personally. You're like an exception. Thanks. So, how uh, do we want to to all go at the same time and check on this elf, or do we want to maintain a, a perimeter here so that we have our own defensible location? Some of us go and figure it out. Well, this hallway isn't exactly uh, the best defensive position. I'd recommend maybe using the barrack. It's probably a good idea. One thing I want to look out for is blood piles. So if we see a blood pile, then we know something was eaten. Maybe we can get a bit of a counting. I don't know. We don't know much about this creature. True. We don't know if there's any among us right now. <laughs> I knew somebody would say it before this little episode was over. Well, I'm going to go to electrical. <laughs> <laughs> Is there vents? <laughs> no. Who among you has dark vision? I do. Not many of us. So rusty and red? Yeah, I guess. Grimwood, right? Being a Goliath? I don't remember. The player's handbook handed it like candy at the start. Uh, I don't think Goliath... I don't think they do. Oh, they don't? One, I'm the one race that doesn't have dark vision. Titanic's doesn't. Titanic's doesn't? And humans don't either. Yeah, Rupert doesn't either. So only two of you do. Damn, this is weird. You have the five of you, the two workers, Val, Frills somewhere, and... MT and her three mercenaries are now in the geological lab, door closed. You should just kill the workers so that we can be safe. Oh, and you have Titanix's three underlings. They're still in the barrack. Piss boy, changer of piss boy, and the other one. Ass polisher. I'll <laughs> uh, ass polisher, piss uh... boy, and changer of piss boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, where are the workers right now? There's two of them, correct? A hand goes up like right beside you. <laughs> ah, very good, my man. Probably um, most of them in the rec room where everybody else is considered. Yeah, they're kind of they're they're in the rec room, but standing kind of in the the doorway of the hall to be part of this conversation. And how you can tell they're both kind of tearing up after James was killed. How defensible is the rec room? There's only one door in and out. Bully. Same with all? the same with the barracks. Yeah, barracks, the infirmary, the geological lab, obviously. Right. So, in my opinion, this is exactly like the time that. I camped on the Zuzuwala River. We need to gather up all the supplies and bring them to one specific room as much as we can deal with. And then we can hunker down and we can do expeditions if we need to in order to do other things. So if we all go to the infirmary and, and make sure that we have our stocks of things and we go to the kitchen and grab stocks of goods and then we hunker down in the in the rec room and then we should be able to survive at least the night and then we can figure out things in the morning. Hopefully the weather clears up. So in the rec room or the bunker? The barracks. The barracks. Or if both of them only have one door in, one door out, the least less windows the possible. The barracks has beds. That is something. 
That's the only thing I was thinking of. There's enough beds for everyone if we hunker in the bunker. Hunker in the bunker? Hunker down in the bunker. Hunker in the bunker. This sounds like a, a very defensible plan, Rupert. How about you and Brim go down to the, the medical wing there and, and gather up supplies? You can take the two workers with you. They can give you a hand to carry things. Um, Red and Rusty, why don't you go to the armory and see what you can pull out of there? See if there's anything left. The last thing we want to do is be arming people that are not in our group, and I'll take the three retainers and we'll prepare to move the food into the into the barracks room as you guys go look for blood pools blood pools absolutely there's a big one right outside the geological lab (laughs) (laughs) there's also oh no he burned is there another one too right outside around the corner from where the dwarf was sitting and (laughs) there's some there too there's also two really big piles in the kitchen make sure those still are there can we yeah, figure okay. out the source of the one in front of the geological system? Real <laughs> Well, Brim, if you're so uh, the kind, we should uh, alight to the infirmary to pick up medical supplies in case things go awry. I look at him as though it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm, my face is full of disgust. I say, I agree. Let's go. Oh, boy, <laughs> you two. With us, and we shall remain as tight as a group as ever, and we shall return with medical supplies. I guess we're going to the armory. (sighs) Let's go. So those of you go to the kitchen, because it's the closest you're able to get, once you kind of make your way through the goop that still resides in there. As mentioned before, the one barrel of meat is pretty much shot based on all the stuff that landed in it. You can still find another barrel that seems to be salted and cured. You can take that. There's a couple of things of wine. There's some spices. There's a big-ass sack of potatoes that you guys have brought. And other than that, a lot of the supplies are still sitting out on the wagon. But that's what you can get from in there. The armory has... Two short bows, and at this point, a longsword and a hand axe. The infirmary has been cleaned out, at which point Rusty and Red are the only ones that can see as the lights go out. Oh, good. How? What were the lights in this place, Jay? Are they like magical means of some sort? or It looks magical, but you can see... Well, you can't now. Had you inspected them, there was almost like a gear in them that was infinitely spinning that seemed to be generating the light. I hate these linked light systems, and this is I why. I don't notice them too often, so... <laughs> do we collect the guns or do we collect the idiots? There aren't any guns. I thought it was the infirmary that was cleaned out. Or was it the armory? The armory had bows, sword, axe. No guns. Everything's a gun. To I man. just thought you were referring to two people who could shoot. <laughs> eh, bows like a gun. It shoots. We'll take Rupert a couple. and Brim, you can hear the two workers running down the hall, back towards like the rec room area away from you guys. I'd like to immediately slam the door shut. From inside uh, or outside? While we're in, I presume we're inside. Well, is it so that just you and Rupert are inside? Yeah, if possible, if I'm close enough to Rupert to know where he is, because I can't see. I would assume he wouldn't have stopped telling me stories, so I might be aware of his location. <laughs> In one fell movement, I would really like to slam the door closed and take my forearm and just pin Rupert against the wall. Okay. I would I say you've got him by surprise to at least do that. Okay. Carry on. Um, what are you doing? Can you see? No. You can't see. I don't like, why, why, what should I be able to? Is this your trap? <laughs> you, here, until the lights are on. And I'm just going to keep him pinned to the wall. Firmly, but not comfortably. I'm a brim, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just... <laughs> I think just Red and I are just going to collect 
what's the there. Four, yeah, the four weapons. And then, you know, just to have something for the others. And then go to the bunker. Yeah, the kitchen folk. You guys would hear the two people go tearing past. And yeah, Red and Rusty, you guys are free to roam however you want, like you said. So, Jay, you said the two workers ran past the kitchen? Yeah, because they went to the infirmary with Rupert and Brim. So they came they from that direction past the door towards like the rec room and barracks area. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was the infirmary for some reason at first. No. Do you want me to take lead or would you like to walk out in front? You can take lead. Go ahead. I'm going to just constantly be casting four weapon sure so like there's a a small force bayonet on the end of my gun yep and as you guys come around the corner right at the barracks the workers kind of see you and see the light and they kind of you can see them ease themselves a little bit like they're happy to see you and that they can actually see now because they were kind of just doing this along the wall with their hands and on each other so yeah now you're giving off like about a foot of light it's enough for them to see and, and be okay and titanic's in the kitchen you would even hear those footsteps slow yeah and i would have lit a torch and started like coming out to the light the hallway now yeah so at this point with the four three of you rather because rupert and Brim are still in the infirmary. With the torch now coming out in the hall, you guys can see it's illuminated well at this point <laughs> and the workers are like i said they're more at ease only because you're there but at the same time you can tell they want to kind of get into the barracks as soon as possible and feel safe just just in case red do you want to uh take a quick look inside the barracks and make sure nothing snuck in there while we were all gone sure you want to open the door before i do and i'll, I'll just kind of like train my <laughs> my gun on like where the door would open is that like a casket of, of meat on my shoulder and then like a sack of potatoes like whatever yeah. kyle can do it <laughs> I, I just, I just, yeah, I just, I just hand it to hand a bag over to somebody and then go to open the door. <laughs> and they can barely hold it. You open the door, light shines in under all the nooks and crannies in the corners and the shadows. The room's empty. Can I investigate for pools of blood? Absolutely. Is that a investigation role for you then? I mean, I like you don't have a special ability to just. Uh, no, I don't have a special ability to find. Yeah, so you can roll investigation to see if there's any blood. Yeah. And that's once you find it, you can do fun stuff. Seventeen. Seventeen. There is a little bit near the door. Mm, okay, but that was probably from. You would attribute that to the dwarf. From the door. Okay. Other than that, there's nothing else anywhere within the room. If a dwarf was shot here. <laughs> All right, it seems to be clear. <laughs> Here's some weapons we found. Not a lot, but the one worker offers to take an axe. He's like, I can kind of, if you want. Okay, yeah, you can watch the door. And he sits at the bed second from the closest to the door. So there's one bed between him and the door, but he's got the axe and he's just kind of sitting there staring. And you can you can tell the resolve is there, but his hands shake. All right, boys, you can go put the food down inside there and you know give these workers a little, little training on how easy it is to disappear and be unseen in case someone does come here. Has anyone heard from Brim or Rupert? No. Weren't they with you guys? We sent them to the laboratory. Uh, and they're like, we got scared and ran and heard a door shut behind us which made us run even faster <laughs> till we find you guys okay i guess i'll go find them who's coming with me i'm not going alone yeah i'll come i'll come with you and rusty protect these ones here what i'll i'll go help red if you uh you know protect these guys here in the bunker all right now i'm calling it a bunker <laughs> barracks <laughs> I know. Barracks. i'm like looking at the word barracks right now too on my screen and i'm like bunker <laughs> hunker bunker me and barn <laughs> it's a barn now it's a bunker now <laughs> it's a barracks hunker bunker <laughs> I'm gonna get dead. Speaking of, I'm gonna go start walking towards the infirmary. So yeah, you go down the hall, past the kitchen, mess hall, you get to the infirmary, and the door is closed. Butt of the gun, just kind of like give the, the door a couple of wraps. Are you two in there? Thunk, thunk, thunk. 
I've gotten bored and I am now tossing my dagger into the wall as I have Rupert pinned to it. But it's not malicious. I'm just so goddamn Are you fucking bored. sure? Because Rupert is pissing himself right now. Funk. I'll have you know, Brim, that I I did heal you. I'm I'm pretty sure that the monsters can't heal people. Thunk. Brad, are they alive in there? (laughs) I don't know, there's just a thunking. Oh, maybe we should leave those two alone then. I mean, they didn't respond. Helps me. (laughs) I haven't heard anything. Nobody said anything out loud. (laughs) No, you just hear the thunking on the door. Brim, I'm pretty sure they're looking for us. We should probably go out there now. You can call to see if it's okay. Thunk. You also have a set of lungs. Uh, who is it? It's the monster. It's Red. Ah, see, Brim, it's Red. It's fantastic. Who's with you, Red? Titanic. Ah, see, Titanic's and Red are here to, to rescue us from the dark. Fantastic. You can open the door now. Please open the door. Does the door open? Like It opens inwards, so that's up to Brim. I pry my knife out. It had gone particularly deep. I... <laughs> Pry it out. I look at Rupert for a moment too long, and then I release my arm. Open it. All right, I'll I'll open it. I'll open it, and I'll open the door. Are you two okay? I'll instinctively look back to see if I should say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Does Brim give me any sort of look as to keep my mouth shut? I'm back to picking my teeth, although I've rifled in my pocket, and I slap something onto Rupert's chest. What is this? Good man. In the mouth, not the lungs. It's a cigar. In the mouth, not the lungs. Not the lungs. Got got it. Yes, everything was fine in here. We we just got startled by the the darkness and decided to bunker down here for a little bit until maybe the lights came back on. I don't believe for a second that Brim was startled. Okay, well, I guess we're going back to the barracks now. Did you guys find any supplies through. oh good i'm gonna knock on the door of the mercenary's door be like just just so you guys know we will be staying in the bunker so if you hear or see other things in any of the other rooms you you know it won't be us and feel free to attack them also just curious did you guys raid the infirmary for medical supplies okay i'll take that as a no yep we can we can go back to the barracks all right yeah i'll just kind of walk forward force weapon ready where did the doctor run to again, Jay? You don't know. No, like what direction though? Oh, past the uh, infirmary, past the geological lab to that intersection and then went oh, okay, somewhere uh, north. Over, somewhere over there. Okay. Oh, good. So yeah, anything stopping us from getting back to the barracks? Nope. Knock, knock. We're back. And I slowly open the door. As you're coming back, we're going to hold on that for a second because something else has to resolve first. Everybody check their private messages. <laughs> no, mine is just Jay making jokes that he shouldn't have. I made one joke. You did it twice. <laughs> the one was actually I sent to you because I thought you'd get a chuckle out of it. Oh. Yes. Yeah, the door is open. And this is Rusty coming back around the corner to tell you that. From the from, from the direction of the armory. Wait, they escaped from the armory? No, shoved you in. Oh, they shoved me into the armory? Yes. Oh. And now the rest of you see Rusty coming back around the corner to the barracks. Well, why were you not in the barracks? There's someone out there. I was just peeking around the corner, and they shoved me into the barracks. No, in the armory. I mean, the armory. They shoved me into the armory. Why are you alone? I didn't think I had gone that far, Jay. You'd gone around the corner. Hmm. I just took a peek. There was no one there. Inside. (laughs) Go ahead. Twelve. One sec. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's it. I was... Just around the corner. Oh, uh, Red, what, what's going on up there? I, I... Well, Rusty was left in the barracks with 
a group of people and is now coming out from another room without anybody. I just peeked for a second. I got right back and then someone pushed me into the armory just as they were running by. Is anyone uh, missing? Brad, how long have we been gone? Jay, how long have we been gone for? Five minutes tops. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't wait a couple minutes. For and the, the workers are like... He didn't say anything. He just left. Can I incite the workers? Absolutely. Cool. I'm just inciting everybody at any given point in time now. Obviously, Albert, Enzo, and Kyle always tell me the truth. <laughs> it's six. I'm pretty sure I believe the worker. Uh, yeah. And as Titanic's just pointed out, his lackeys even was like, yeah, he didn't say anything. Just walked away. Steve? I heard walking out here. There was someone walking in here. I just I'm peeked around the corner. So while you're talking, I'm slowly going to take a bolt out and I'm going to roll it towards you. Just jam yourself in the hand with that and let's we'll call it evens. Get it. All right, fine. I'll just jam my hand, draw some blood. Guys, we're gone like two minutes. It's just interesting that the one who knows the most about the monster is the one that decided to leave without telling anybody. I could see you down the hallway. It's not like I was going out of sight. But you went around the corner. I got pushed that way. You said you got pushed into a room. Into the armory. Does anything happen when she pokes her hand with the bolt? A little bit of blood comes out of her hand, same as it did with MT earlier. Yeah, His now, hand? Richard, I, I do. His, thank you, yes. I'm due for one. Yeah. Look, he stabbed, Rusty stabbed himself with the bolt, and everything is looking to be fine. I, I don't see any issue. Well, we we don't know if that actually works. We we when shot it, that dog he, earlier, and there was very minimal signs of it. Even that, that had to be up pretty close to be able to see anything. Damn, I, I thought I had something going on for me there. We know it does work. Fire? Mm. We still kind of need to wait at the storm. All right, look, guys, I don't think these creatures can completely take over a person, right? So it stands to reason that probably they wouldn't be able to do magic, right? We don't know that. We don't, but... I would, I would assume the, the few that we fought weren't able to do magic in the first place. I mean, we fought a cook. I mean, taking someone over is kind of a... <laughs> kind of trick. Yeah, but so is throwing flame at someone, for example. Point I made. I have a compromise. I don't believe we should just start shooting anybody we respect. So uh, I recommend we tie Rusty up to one of the beds. I'm probably. pulling out my rope. That seems fair. I, I agree. Just on the off chance that something bad happens, Rusty, if after 24 hours, if we were fine, then uh, the freedom for you. No harm done. There's a lot of harm done if I'm tied up and something eats me. Well, we'll all be that in the room with you, so we'll all be getting eaten at that stage, if that's the case. Yes. Uh, we'll put Kyle on rope duty, if just in case. He's excellent This is nuts. not a good idea. Look, I can prove it to me by doing some magic. No? We don't know if the creature can do magic or not, either. Magic is not that common. Like, I can't do any of Red's magic, for example. Yes, but we did establish that the person mimics their blood perfectly, that even you, the blood expert, would not be able to determine the difference who's as they can't take on the abilities of somebody else. They've taken on their memories and knowledge. We're gone for two minutes. It takes a lot longer for them to eat someone. Oh, yes, on your word, though. No, Hold on, no. You're, you're the only one that can tell stuff from the blood, so we have to take what you're telling us at face value that you can't tell anything apart. And I can't. They just mimic the blood so that it fools the magic. The magic's not precise enough. It wasn't made to 
discern between human variants, apparently. Too much talk. Entirely too much talk. And I'm going to toss the rope at Rupert, and the rest is implied. Do my job for me. Quick gulp. <laughs> Rusty, uh, this is the only way we can, we can do it. Is we tired of the bed, and then if push comes to shove, then we have Kyle untie you as his only action. Slam my fist on the wall. Too much talk. <laughs> we we could guarantee that you weren't a creature, Rusty, before, because we were always in contact with each other and no one had gone alone, and that's why we set forth the rule of nobody go alone. And so we have to take precaution. You should you should understand that. I mean we're not And you are the one that told us how long it takes, too. So we had to take that at face value that it's what you say. How do we know it's not faster? You could tell by how long the cook was alone for. Rusty, it'll be just easier. And for how long? I'm not, like, 24 hours of... Well, at, least hours. at least while we're all resting. Yes. While well, we're resting. I'll while do that. Resting. But I can, if we're all resting inside here, what I can do is put up an alarm so that if anyone comes in or goes out of this room, an alarm will sound. This is fair to me. And I'll look passively at Brim. <laughs> I'm boring holes through your skull with my eyes. With this what? boar that he what? found? <laughs> boring holes with this boar. You cast the alarm, Rusty, and then I'll, I'll tie you to the bed, and then after a long rest, we, we should be fine to go, and then we'll release you, and all's well with Ben's well. Jay, which way does the door open for this room? Into the room or into the hallway? Into the room. All the doors inside the outpost open inward. That's what you're... Are there windows in this bar? There are. And it's at this point you can kind of see now the occasional flicker of light just barely kind of breaking through the snow from the barn direction. <laughs> They've been like flaming dogs running around outside. <laughs> <laughs> There's just one that's like up on the window like, save yeah. me! Oh, oh. No animals are harmed in making this episode. How big are the, the windows like just little itty bitty like square things? Yeah, they're like Not two by two. Fire. Not proper fire escape <laughs> size. No, you've that's got how hard you try. Well, I'd recommend nobody uh, hanging out near the windows. We'll move the beds over into one section. Uh, Rusty, we can put you over into uh, your own corner. And I, I think we have a bed or two extra. We might be able to pin up against the door. Everyone can take a quick couple of snacks and some water and uh, maybe take shifts resting. Hopefully the storm breaks by the morning. Rusty lies down. I'll begin to die. <laughs> I'm going to cast alarm. I'm going to eat Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not a monster. Look, I'm going to put the alarm. Do, 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 a monster. <laughs> not a monster, says the monster. And until the spell ends, an alarm alerts you whether a tiny or larger creature touches or enters the warded area. When you cast the spell, you can designate creatures that won't set off the alarm. Okay. An audible alarm produces the sound of a handbell for 10 seconds within 60 feet. So... The room. <laughs> yeah. How big is the room? The Less room. Than 60 feet. <laughs> yeah, it's like 45 by 25. All right, and where's all the beds? Because uh, I want to cover the door area and my bed. I want to make sure my bed's in this as much as possible. Sure. And some of the other people's yourself. beds. Some of the other people's beds, too. As much <laughs> as possible. Like, if they want to put my bed right by the door, then okay. But, like, well, wherever anyone else's bed is. Here's a try. question. Hmm? Do you set off your own alarm? 
No. Just asking. I set off the alarm because I'm, or are you designating the rest of us as... I'm saying anyone who, whenever they touch or enter the warded area. So if I designate an area, anything that comes into that area will set up the alarm. Anything already in the area will not. That's what it out reads, yeah. Yeah. Stress it out, man. Fucking stress out, man. To be clear, you're still not giving them all the information. It there, there was... you mentally. What? Oh, no, alarm? I can make it. I'm making it a lot loud. Oh, I thought you were... I'm you... going to make it a loud alarm because it can right. be set as mental, but I'm setting it as audible. Not to sound rude. Can I tie it to the bed now so that I can stop fucking worrying as much? Visible steam coming out of Brim. Okay, never mind. I ward my bed and I get on my bed. <laughs> I make it a loud alarm. Fine. I'm going to protect myself. Tire and the door. Out. I'm also going to do the door. The door in my area. Fine. I will tie him to the bed. You tie him down. Val's literally like sitting against the wall opposite the door so he can see everything. <laughs> He's still in rough shape. If Val is at 12 o'clock, I'll go to 9. Okay. I'm gonna, and back against the wall. I'm going to use my last second level slot to do cure wounds on Titanic's. Okay. Case. Uh, you take 15. Oh, you get 15. Sorry. <laughs> I take 15 damage. I am the monster. <laughs> so, to be clear, did Rusty get an alarm on the door? Yes. It's on the bed, and the bed's near the door. It, it, I tried to extend it a bit so that the door, um, if something enters through the door, I'll still get it. Yeah. I'm just going to, Rusty, am I uh, able to open this door at all and just look out it? Or, like, what will trigger this alarm? Say Anything that's not within the alarm's radius at the start will trigger. Oh, perfect. And then I shall open up the door and just yell down the hallway to the mercenaries, Good night, guys! I hope you have a good rest tonight! And I'll just close the door up. <laughs> then move a bed in front of it and start sleeping in that bed. So you're going to kind of wedge a bed between the door and Rusty's bed? Yeah. Okay. So if Rusty turns, I'm like the first target or something. Like <laughs> and if anything comes for the door, you guys have it blocked. Yeah. Got at it. Least, at least I'm, again, the first thing in front of its path kind of thing. Also the first thing in front of our path if we try to escape. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> So Rusty's tied down. Titanics, you moved your bed. Brim, what are you doing at this point? I'm in the process of breaking down my bed and turning it into a torch. Yeah. If I imagine I'd have the strength to just like be ripping it apart and then tying the sheets around. And then I'm just going to have my flint at the ready. And I'm not sleeping. I'm standing. Rusty, do you actually sleep? Oh, are we getting the option to sleep now? Yeah, well, you're tied down to the bed, so you definitely have the option. Yeah, so, I mean, I have no option but to sleep. I have the alarm ready to go off, so it'll wake yep. us up. Rupert, what are you doing? I pass out behind Brim standing, because that is the safest area for me. Well, those of you who are laying down will get the benefit of a short rest. I don't think that does anything for spell slots, does it? I think it's only healing. Unless you're a warlock, probably not. Certain sorcerers, maybe. As a cleric, no. Titanics is like, woohoo, health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just take about all my hands right now and use them all. Four more hours into the night. Full, full long rest. The lights come back on. About 15 minutes later, Rusty's alarm goes off. Ah, awake. Now, what's that it's noise about? Super loud, guys. Everyone should be awake. Those of you right by the door would hear that from the outside. Some bitch, that's loud. Who is it? It's MT. Oh. Nope. Just outside the door, I guess. He's not in the room yeah. with us. <laughs> Outside the window, what does the storm look like, if I can see any? The storm's still going strong, which is why you can only see that the barn's now... 
you can make out that it looks to be burning pretty good. Oh, it's still going. Oh, yeah. It took a while to like fully get going. And once it got going, all right. we got the lights back on. Y'all okay in there? Is there anybody missing in the room? Nope. Yeah, we, we all seem to be fine. Rossi, can you turn that off? That's really, really loud. Rupert seems to be shaking his head no. Is he not all right? <laughs> well, he slept in pissy shorts, so. It's only on for 10 seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> and even at the end, you still hear yell- a little bit of yelling. We took a chance getting the lights back on and thought we'd see how y'all are doing. We kind of slept a little bit and came more to our senses. I mean, you'll cross all up to the door. <laughs> I would trust. We never got the names of the other two people, did we? (laughs) You got Harlow, Monroe. You never got Vesta. Where where are the others? Are they with you? Monroe's with me. Vesta and Harlow paired up and went back down to the lab. Didn't want to risk all of us coming down here. We can leave y'all be till morning if you want. We'll go back down. We just want to make sure y'all are okay. Sounds like a good plan. Watch out for that uh, feral doctor out there. Yeah, I suspect that might have had something to do with the lights. Some bitch. All right, then. Hopefully y'all don't kill each other in the night. Those of you near the door will hear the footsteps walk away. How many sets of footsteps? Two. Okay. Not one and a half and one like... <laughs> Slump. <laughs> nope. Actually, just one person walking really, really fast to make it sound like two. <laughs> Down on all fours is what it is. Insight on the footsteps. <laughs> Try perception. Yeah, can I? Have yeah, a- absolutely. You may. Twenty-one. Yeah, it's the sound of two people going back down the hall. All right. You can even hear a little bit of chatter between them, just like menial talk. Oh, um, at least it was two sets of footsteps. At least they're telling the truth on that. Is everyone okay? I'm good over here. I'm fine. All things considered, anyway. And he's kind of rubbing his shoulder still. All right, we get it. He got shot. <laughs> How's the pain, my fellow? Uh, you, you did fine on the first go around. Take a lot more than that to knock me down. And you're looking at him like bullshit. <laughs> I did the medicine check. You were like critical shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had three hit points. I can take watch. I'm content to join you. I'm in no rush to sleep tonight. I will pass the fuck out. <laughs> Rusty, you apparently have no choice. I have no choice. Yeah, Rusty's stuck. <laughs> About another three hours go by, and you start to see light coming in the window. The snow is still coming down. Not quite as hard as a few hours earlier. Any of you who do take a peek out the north windows, you can see the barn is pretty much almost burnt to the ground. There's still some flames going. A few people who only slept part of the night yawning. Well, always with uh, the lights are back on and then we can continue surviving, at least for a little bit. And Rusty didn't turn around and eat anybody in the middle of the night. So I, I believe we should be good to release them. It's part of goodwill. Thanks. We'll go on, Rupert. Untied. I thought we were putting Kyle on untied. <laughs> <laughs> against the door i thought against the door hello who's there hell untie me untie me <laughs> like no one goes around <laughs> i i seen that kyle isn't like you didn't tell kyle to go untie i will go over to rusty and take my machete out and cut the rope thanks i'm going to have my gun trained on the door holding four start machete back crossbow ready <laughs> The hinges rattle a little this time. All right, well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not too keen if this door breaks on us. I'd rather uh, let this thing in on our own terms and still have this door intact. Uh, yes, uh, better if we were able to keep the door intact in case further non-combatants in the back. We shall prepare uh, a firing line of sorts. Who's opening it? Rattles a little more. I'll right, open this. it. No, oh, I got you it. got it? You stay back, Rusty. All right. I don't need you to get to your brother, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> And then I kind of hear the timing of the thuds, and I want to time it so that the person's like kind of whatever it is thudding on it might run through like as I open it. So as you open the door inward towards you, as you want to time the thud, 
this engorged pustule blob uses the opening to kind of squeeze its way through and you watch as like an oxen's head appears but then rolls back within the folds of this abomination and some horns with teeth come out and try to bite you with a 21. I guess hit. I was thinking it would. For 14 bludgeoning damage. And as it hits you, you can feel the skin peel open and wrap around you. I need you to make a strength saving throw for me. Strong as all any oxen. A saving throw? Yes, please. 19. You are grappled. At which I'm point... not as strong as any oxen. <laughs> no, I rolled very well. At which point it's able to then kind of lift you up a bit and slam you into the ground as part of its, basically, mechanically as its bonus action. And it's going to be a 24 again. That's for another 14 bludgeoning. Roll for initiative. Did we get a long rest effect? You did not. Red, how'd you do? 18. Nice. Rupert. 22. Russ. 13. Brim. 7. And, of course, Titanics. That was a 7. Okay. Rupert. Scream of terror. <laughs> Immediately let loose two bolts into the mass. Yeah. And as you're bringing that up and you guys are all taking it in, you can see this blob's continuing to push its way in through the open space now. And it's wrapped Titanics in the process. Fire away. First one is going to be a 13. 13 is successful. And the second one is going to be a 17. Okay, so you're going to be two for two. Eight damage for the first bolt and ten damage for the second bolt. Okay. And you can even see as it hits, it's almost like a mouth opens up and swallows the bolt and the skin refolds around it. No! You do see some blood drip. I start backing away. The window behind me, is it large enough for me to, like, skedaddle if I need to? It's two feet by two feet. So, no. Oh, wait. Yeah, I should be able to. Certainly try. Does it open? <laughs> uh, if you smash it and smash the wood, yeah. This is not the time to have it. We're near the poo moment. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's having a poo moment. <laughs> hey, it's nightmare season tonight. Yay. <laughs> Red, you'd be next. Yeah, I guess it's going to start opening fire. Get a fire bolt it. Sure. Bang, bang. That'll be a 26 to hit. That's going to be successful. Cool. Hey, yeah. 16 damage of nice. fiery goodness. Yep. And you can even see Ooh. some of the boils scorch and pop. Rusty. All right, I see this guy. And I'm going to... I'm not turning against you guys. Come on, stop looking at me like that. Anyways. <laughs> what are you doing, Rusty? Here's your I moment. Take out, I take out my gun and I shoot it and I exploit a weakness. I can watch it for a second and exploit a weakness Absolutely. on it. Why are you uh, using pronouns and not the name of the creature <laughs> who are you shooting <laughs> it <laughs> goodbye Rupert. Uh, okay once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with a weapon attack the target is treated as if it has vulnerability to the weapons damage it yep. only doubles my weapons damage blah 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 and then additionally as well as all other attacks made against the target until the start of my next turn count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance so i shoot it with 21 21 hits all right and then the damage times two, 22 plus three, 25. 25. So having watched Rupert's shot, yours doesn't do as much as you think it would do, but it does more than his did. Wow. It seems to have actually penetrated a bit more, but still not the full extent of what that power would. Okay. And then as my bonus action, yeah. I am going to use my quickened ritual and I'm going to cast heroism on Titanics. Okay. Uh, do you have to be able to see the target? Shit. I have to touch him. I don't see him. You can't touch him. He's like engulfed in folds of posthumous skin. All right. But this creature is trying to come through this doorway, right? Its folds are basically rolling through the opening. Yeah. But it's mostly on the other side, as far as we can tell. You're guessing so, yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to run up to where the creature is. And 
I'm going to quickly draw some runes on the door of the doorway. And so it's in the doorway. The door is all the way open. There's like a big like on the trying to determine threshold. where you're trying to draw them. On the threshold of the door. It's taking up the whole threshold. Imagine like a like a someone trying to push a balloon full of water into the room and it's like everything spread out along and it's like oozing. Yeah, like or if you take a balloon and push it through your hand kind of thing how it starts to open up, that's what this thing's doing and it's floor to ceiling. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to cast who looks beat up a bit of us. I mean, I can't see. Out of the people you can see, probably still the dwarf, but that doesn't do you much good. No. I'm going to bonus action shoot him again. Okay. That's a d12. I mean, that might not hit. It would not. (laughs) It's just a d12. Okay, so 18. 18, successful. Or nine damage. Okay. And that's my turn. Titanic spike. The worker with the axe jumps up to join the fray. And unfortunately, his acrobatics, he trips over the bed and can't get all the way there. He had one job. You guys put stuff in his way. He put stuff in his way. He didn't move the two beds in front of the door. He hid behind a bed. Well, he hid near a bed. <laughs> the dwarf has nothing, so he can't do anything. At which point, it'll go to Brim and Titanix. You're both on seven, so it's how you guys want to do it. I was like, I don't think we're going to really be in each other's way. <laughs> You can roll again to try and break the grapple. Yeah, so I was just going to ask if I was able to move through the sludge thing. You can certainly try to, yes. Kind of like peel myself out of there. Well, what am I rolling? I should ask that before I fucking figure this out. Another strength check to try to yes. free? Okay. <laughs> 25. You managed to get enough free where you're like... <gasps> And you can kind of move your arms around. You're still not fully free this turn, but you are able to do stuff. If you want to use your movement to break free, you could probably separate. Like completely separate? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to move any further, but you would get completely free of this blob for now. I don't need to move further. Instead of like walking forward, I'll just spin so that the sledge is kind of like <laughs> stretching around to my back. Like like a better. cape? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just stuck there. Those of you who see I... the cape stretch can see mouths appear. Oxen eyeballs here and there. I don't see this thing being able to go prone. It already is kind of prone. So I'll just go into my normal roots of rock, warden's grasp, where I've locked my feet down into the ground and hunkered down. Sure thing. Brim. Upon seeing my oxen, which is the closest thing to... Family? Yeah, liking another being as it can get for me. I fly into a silent rage. Cool. And so I'm now raging. And... I'm going to bring out my war pick and just slide it down my hand so that I have like maximum reach for it. And I want to, how close am I? So to get to it, to make an attack, if where this is going, you're going to have to either jump a bed or pull one out of the way. So it's either Um, acrobatics to go over it or athletics just to pull it out of the way. And then you can carry on. Well, that'll be an athletics because the number makes the decision for me. So yeah, I'll do the athletics. And then when I get over there, I'm just going to swing my pick straight into the top. So my okay. athletic is, damn, a 10. Athletics but is strength-based. Do I? You have so advantage. I have plus yeah, if you're, yeah, you're oh, raging, advantage? so you have advantage. Yep. You're rage bed flipping. That's a nat 20 for 27. There you go. You literally just one hand, you've got the one hand on your weapon, the other one just pulls the bed frame right out of the way, takes the worker with it. Yeah. Wow. And now this, as this thing's making its way in. Okay. Now I'm going to pick it. Yep. So that's a 14. That hits. Perfect. So that is a 13 damage. Okay. Even as you're like jabbing it, it's kind of hard to get a good spot to actually really fully, but you do draw blood. Perfect. Now you guys can start to see openings in the door as this thing comes in fully because you're right there, Brim. 
that's a 22 that that hits yeah as oh you were there as well as, but is brim next to me yes sorry yeah what does that do to your warden because it did technically move towards you towards me it can't She's move just without there. using the disengage action i'll stay put and attack you instead okay. it doesn't quite get to brim good news is that's only an 11 dead second attack is a 17 also misses third attack is a 19 finally i live through a barrage of attacks and i'll just get mauled to death <laughs> that's that it's going to rupert you guys can make perception rolls if you want absolutely 19 19 red seven titanics a 10 brim 19 rusty when you not natural so rusty brim and rupert you guys amid all the <laughs> as it's coming through and shifting you can hear we're coming we're coming and you can hear the sounds of the mercenaries coming down the hall rupert uh bully reinforcements and i'm going to two shots from the crossbow 17 success and 13 that's successful as well Ooh, that's nice so that's 13 damage for the one shot yep and then five damage from the second one very nice very nice she's continuing to draw blood and then you see it disappear a bit red i'm gonna do chill touch Ooh, very nice yeah, I'm just going to do chill touch because we've seen the other things heal before. Yes. Yeah. So let's get that going away. That'll be a 15. Successful. I am going to use my once per day thing to double the dice. Okay. Four mage. So it'll be for 18 damage. Nice. And it can't heal. Yeah. The beauty of chill touch. Rusty. All right. Is there... Is there room up near Titanic's? Yeah, there's a little bit of space between him and Brim. All right, I'm going to get my sword out and I'll rush up and I'm going to attack it right next to Titanic's. So for you, you were close enough with the bed and everything. You're basically just basically going to hop off the bed and you're right there. Yeah, okay. That's so sword away. On the bed. Keep the high ground. And so, yes, I swipe away. 19 to hit. Successful. All right, I'm going to exploit its weakness. Sure thing. Only 10 damage. Okay. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to reach out and touch Titanic's and I'm going to rushed incantation. I'm going to cast heroism on him. Ah, she tried to eat me. First, she's going to eat me. <laughs> oh, I get 10 pals from that, don't I? You're imbued with bravery until the spell ends. You're immune to being frightened and you gain temporary hit points equal to my spell casting ability modifier. At the at start of each the start turn. start of each turn. So you get four hit points at the start of your turn, Titanics. And you're feeling really brave right now. I mean, probably not, you know, different how you usually feel. Nothing but... has changed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My bravery somehow has gone down. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Titanics or Brim. I will then use my bonus action to Warden's Mark this blob. Basically, he has to attack me. Any attack that isn't on me will be on disadvantage. Okay. For the next minutes or until I go unconscious. It's a bonus action and then I'll swing away with Nyes's battle axe. Which uh, is magical. 20 hit. Oh, yeah. My most important. 13 magical slashing damage. Very nice. And the second attack. That one, the wound actually stays open longer. Yeah. Slashing and gash. 22, I will also hit, I take it. Yep. 12 magical slashy damage. Nice. So your sword strikes the second time and you guys have seen this before where the whole whole aberration just starts to bubble and blood starts spurting a little bit. You can kind of see an ox and mouth open briefly before the blood spews out. And as it explodes behind it, you see MT and you see her head just peel sideways off her shoulder as a tentacle comes up through. And you can now see the other three mercenaries are partly absorbed within her body as well. Your turn, Brim. Fuck. <laughs> So, take my war pick in my hand, flip it around to the hammer side, and I get bludgeoning. So, 
I will I'm still raging, presumably, because yep. I'm wow. gonna attack. So yeah, I will again use my war pick for a twenty-one. Yes. Wonderful. Hammer side, it's hammer time. And that will be ten damage since I am raging. Alright. And yeah, very much the same thing as the last blob you've got. You're damaging, but it's not as you know you're swinging strong, but the wounds aren't showing what you're used to seeing. Did you attack twice? She's about to. Yeah, I'm 100% attacking twice. So I like slam the hammer down and then I'm going to kind of come at it from the side and just kind of keep that that cool smoldering rage going. And that, that was a one. You rolled a one. I rolled a one. Roll a yeah. d6. I don't know what this means, so I'm getting nervous. It's who you're going to hit. Yep. Oh, that's a five. It's a five. So you swung through and as it shifts a little bit, Mid-swing, you realize you're not going to hit it, but Titanix is right there. How much damage do you deal? 15. There you go. 9, 13, 14. Yeah, 15. Titanix takes 15 points of damage. Brings us all the way back to Rupert. So the blob is dead. The first one is. The first one is. Yeah, the oxen one is dead. The mercenary assimilation is about 85% complete as it's attacking as well. Is that one blocking the door as well? It is now. At least you killed one first. Is Brim's torches still like on the ground there that they were making? Yeah, I was giving about another round before stuff might start burning. I pick up the torch and I'm going to huck it at the amalgamation that's happening. Okay. Like you want an athletics or you want like an attack roll? I want athletics, please. Oh boy, that's a, a dirty 20. All right, you chuck the torch, bounces off the thing and lands on the ground. Good. Then it can fucking light on fire out there rather than inside the, inside the room. And I'm going to see if I'm going to take my machete out and I'm going to start working on the wall or where the window is. As okay. Room. All right. I will let you start chopping thoroughly on the next go round. This thing, the three of you are there. It's going to be rusty. Nat 20. At that disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, it's a different creature, it's so it's not. Creature, so never mind. I will Which, use protection. It didn't matter anyway because I rolled two of them. Uh, I was going to say, I will use my protection then for disadvantage. <laughs> cool. It's still a natural 20. As the a tentacle kind of reaches out and slams you into the floor. Uh. First hit is 22 bludgeoning damage. It tries again, but doesn't succeed. It tries again. That's a 17. Yes. For another 12 bludgeoning. That's, I'm down. That's all it needed. And the last one then will be a failed death save. Red. Oh, good. Do I chill touch or firebolt? I think I'm going to firebolt. I'm going to have... I'll figure that out in a second, but I'm going to shoot it first. Firebolt for a 25. That's going to hit. Just barely? A little more than barely. (laughs) So I will deal 10 damage to it, but I'm going to try and put it in check. Ah. So when I hit a creature with an attack as a bonus action, I could spend one of my battle dies to force it to flee. It needs to make a charisma saving throw against my DC of 15. Okay. 17. It passed. It was a straight roll too, so it was a good idea. I tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Rusty, death save, please. 15. One and one. Brim and Titanics. Now, Jay, I think I misheard. Is this entity eating the mercenaries? or it is- Mercenaries are merging together with her. Like, they're all collectively in the middle of this, while well, almost completing the full assimilation. Like, they were all creatures? Yes. Okay. And where's Rupert? Is he just trying to slip his way out the window? He's about to try and start beating the shit out of the window. In that case, can I pick Rusty up? It would be an athletics to try and pull him free from the... 
assimilation. Yeah, so I shall do that as my action. Okay. Terrible. 20 total. Yeah, I rolled low. I only got a 13, so you can do so. And then now that Rusty's ripped free, I'm going to poof Rusty towards Rupert. <laughs> just yell, Rusty needs medical attention! And I will hunker down. I would say bonus action and movement's used so far. Oh, okay. And I let you use your move action to free her, him. I'll just give it a few slashy whacks of the old battle axe then. Absolutely. 19. 19 hits. Oh, maximum damage of 15. Nice. And so you can all see in this moment that unlike the previous blob, this one seems to take a wound better. Not one of them indestructible oxes. <laughs> and then second swing, much better, 25. Okay, yeah, absolutely. What did you mean by take a wound better? So when the blade struck, it did what you would expect it to do to a creature. Like oh, the, it, okay. The wound opened up instead of just being a little scratch that bleeds a little bit and covers back up. So the last one, sorry, was uh, 14 damage. Okay. Yeah, before we were hitting like putty and now we're hitting like an actual creature. <laughs> well, and the creature's also not completely formed yet either, as far as that goes. Brim. When I look at Titanic's, don't get in the way this time. And then I flip my war pick over to pick side because I like to switch it up every once in a while. And yep. I'm going to pick, presumably still raging. So Absolutely. Nothing around. stopped it yet. Yeah. So keep the rage train going for a 25. Oh, yeah. And that will be 11. Second attack. I'm liking this war pick thing. I'm just going to keep on picking like I'm, I'm a miner. So that will be 21 to hit. Successful. And 13 damage this time. All right. As you strike it, the head of MT that had kind of peeled back earlier now peels completely free and with little legs leaps onto your face. Yeah, so with its reaction, that's a 21. So you are now blinded with this thing wrapped around your head. Uh, is there any disadvantage because my, my cigar is sticking out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. Good try, though. Yeah, yeah. Rupert, your back's turned to this, and Rusty's almost at your feet. <laughs> so I just I casually peer down. I see Rusty's lying there. Oh, Rusty, you, you look terrible. And I'm going to cure white wounds for eight. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're, I don't know if you were using it, Titanics, but you didn't get those temporary hit points, obviously. I actually forgot about them. <laughs> What's going on back there? Uh, last time I saw uh, MT, and then I'll look behind, I'll see Now you see MT's face wrapped around brims, and there's oh, le- little legs wrapped around. Absolutely terrifying, I'm going to continue hacking away at the window. <laughs> All right, roll some damage for me then. 11. Okay. And nine. All right. You've broken some of the panes, but the cross that held everything together with the wood is still, it's splintering, but it's still there. I just need uh, a few more minutes and I'll, I'll make enough so that most of us can get out. I'll look Red. at Red and I'll like motion over to Brim. <laughs> Red, you're up. You know, it might be easier if you just try and kill it. I'm going to, I'm going to split a chill touch yep. to target the MT's head and the main body. Sure thing. So MT's head gets a 26 to hit and the main body gets a 15 to hit. Okay, both are successful. Okay, so it's a D8 to each. I'm going to be dealing more damage to the, the Why head. Your head. The head? Okay. Yeah. So that'll be 12 necrotic damage to the head and yep. four to the body. Okay. Brim, you feel the head kind of constrict against you a little bit tired and kind of pulse. Oh, good. 
The good news is it can't do a whole lot. Wow, I still got a 22 with it. So you would normally take four points of piercing damage, but it's only two because you're raging. Heck yeah. And then the body itself, I'll try to engage Titanic's misses. 16 misses. Natural 20. Four. 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Yay, because I'm at half health, I get to take half of that. And it assimilates a little further, and then it goes to Rusty, who's conscious again. Ah, thanks. Rupert, I'll stand up. Use half my movement to stand up. Rupert, we can beat this thing. Remember the one in the kitchen? Same thing. Come on, we've defeated one before. Yeah, that's true. It's also good to have an exit. (laughs) I'm going to take out my revolver yep. and I'm going to shoot the head part on that's attacking Grim. 20, not natural. Successful. This one, I'm going to exploit the weakness. Okay. So that will be 15 damage. Okay. To it, and it is magical. And at this point, a portion of the chest peels down. You can see like a beating heart and it grows legs and scurries across the floor. Wait, what? Was that not, did I not hit the one on the head? Yep. Oh, oh, and this just happened. Yes. Okay. At the same time. At the same time. Got it. The one on Brim falls off and stops moving. All right. And because I'm right beside Rupert, I'm going to put my hand out and then bonus action cast heroism on him. So you are no longer frightened. You are so brave now. Come on, Rupert. We can do this. There's nothing wrong with making an exit still. (laughs) Roll persuasion with advantage. She just cast heroism on him. 20, not natural. I would say she swayed you. Uh, Turn back around to face the enemy. (laughs) And you get four temporary hit points. On his turn. On your turn. Bremen Titanics. I'm going to, I guess, swing because it's still in front of me, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I'm a two-trick pony here. 21. Successful. Hey, man, ride that pony right to the finish line. Right. (laughs) 10. Wow. In, in the same spot. <laughs> 10 slashing for the first one, and yep. then 18 for the second attack. 18, very nice. So 28 total. Good, good. Rim. So what's left? A scurrying heart, and is the head that was on my face dead? Yes. Okay, where's the heart? Perception. All right, you got it. 23. 23. You can see it's kind of scurrying towards the worker who's down. The worker's conscious, but he's on the ground, and it looks like the heart's scurrying towards him. Okay. Is there anything in my way? between? Nope. Okay. Just, I want to do a really quick swing around pick side. Sure. I want to just like obliterate this thing. So you'd have to step about just out of reach of the big thing. So it would get an attack if you moved. Oh no, wait, what, your reach is 10 feet, right? I have not thought about that. Derek, so you know, are you using a pickaxe? My war pick, my reach is five feet. Yeah. So no, you'd either have to take a step towards the heart and risk getting smacked or stay put and stay put because there's still the body. Yep. It's okay. still That's like, I'm it, oh. it was basically her and the three mercenaries merged together. Yeah, I thought once the heart was gone, it was dead. Silly me. Nope. Okay, so because well, there was four hearts in it. Yeah, it's got a couple more to still go. <laughs> Blech. Okay. Blech. Uh... <laughs> Scrap that. Is it okay that I still know where the heart is? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> that was so, free to be like, yeah, you saw it go by. Okay, so you I saw, saw it. Go you, look, you look down to see if the face was dead, the head was dead, and that's when you were able to see the heart still moving. Okay, so I'm just going to take a step forward onto the face and then swing the war pick into the remaining body. Goes the head. All right, so let's try this again. That would be 26. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we still got it. And nine damage. Nine, and then your second attack. 
if I could do just the same thing. Rinse and repeat, absolutely. All right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That is a 23 to hit. Get you go for and another. And 12 damage. Ooh, very nice. Here's 21 damage. total. Yeah. All right. Rupert, stoic as ever. Oh, yes. In four temporary hit points. Four temporary hit points. Fantastic. Do I see the heart as I turn around to face... Perception to see if you looked down when you were doing this. That is 21. 21, you sure do. And I see that I I can kind of make out that it's going to go to the down worker. It's where it looks to be scurrying towards, yeah. I'll take out my crossbow and I'll shoot it. 17 plus 3 is 20. Yes. And second shot, uh, nat 20. Ooh, lots of damage. So the first shot will be five damage. And lots more. And the next one is going to be nine times two is 18. 18. So yeah, you watch it scurrying and the heart's just as it's scurrying and you shoot it. It's like, it just explodes all over the guy's face. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) He is appalled and absolutely terrified in the moment because he just kind of looked up just in time to see this thing blow up in his face. Uh, I'm terribly sorry. And I'm going to like just reload shakily. <laughs> just because I've been told that I can be a hero doesn't mean I want to be one at this point. Great shot. Amazing shot. <laughs> Over to you, Red. <laughs> oh, so many split targets. Not in the moment. Oh, uh, well then. Let's shoot the big bad with my firebolt with what will soon have the appropriate amount of damage being used for a 13. 13 does not succeed. Then that's my turn. I talked a big game. I got nothing. That's going to be Brim. That's only a 12, so that's not going to hurt you. That's an 18, though. That hurts me. That hurts you. That hurts you for nine bludgeoning. No biggie. Which becomes four. And I rolled the same number on the very last attack, which is only going to be 12, so six after the fact. So the one thing you all can gather is now that it's split off a couple of appendages, it is making less attacks on its own, which then takes us to Rusty. All right. So we've killed a base, a heart, and there's probably two left because three mercenaries plus empty is four creatures. Yeah. And right now we can just see the body. That's it. And the one thing you do notice as it's trying to attack Brim is you do see one of the wounds close a little bit. Still uh, healing. It's healing, guys. Got it. Mm. All right. I go to revolver. Shoot it. Yeah. Not for a 12. No. First shot misses. And then bonus action. Shoot it again. Absolutely. 18. 18 succeeds. Going to exploit its weakness. 16. 16. Nice. And as the bullet goes through, you see the hole. You can see all the way through the thing. And then a face forms of Harlow briefly. And its mouth's open in agony before it's basically stretched back across the body. The eyes literally roll down in the skin before being reabsorbed. Uh, poor bastard. That's my turn. Titanics and Brim. Do we want to go first this time? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a casual conversation. We'll go first. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll pass, good sir. Be my guest. <laughs> oh, no, you. I insist. <laughs> oh, no, after you. I'll send you to <laughs> Seeing Brim taking a couple of hits now, I will then use my... Oh, no, I can use the end. I'll use my Warden's Mark on him so that anything that doesn't attack me now will be a disadvantage. disadvantage. My first attack roll is an 18. Success. Oh, that's a terrible... Seven damage. Seven magical weakness damage. I'm slowly getting weaker here. 17. Also successful. 10 magical slashing weakness damage okay at which point a hunk of 
skin falls off again, about the size of a grapefruit, and three tentacles come out of it, and it uses that to then begin to crawl up your leg. Rim. So I got hit. How did it hit me? It's just slamming its physical presence against you almost. Okay. So this happens to me. I took damage. I look at it trying to slam at me, and me taking minimal damage at it, and I laugh. I go, <laughs> and I take my war pick, and instead of one way or the other, at the butt end of it, I just slam it in for 11. 11 does not succeed. That's all right. Your um, second attack? Yes. Try a second time to kind of jam it. Because I didn't succeed, am I no longer raging? Nope, you made an attack and you took oh, damage. So Either one of those things trigger. Perfect. I thought it had to be successful. Okay. Oh. So I missed that one and then I rolled a one for eight, but that's Ooh. still a one. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. Bad news. You didn't hit any allies. Good. Oh, uh, wait. Good news is you also don't have a weapon in your hand anymore. Did it get sucked in? Yep. To the point you can gather that basically this thing opened up, gripped it, and pulled it through so it's out the other side. All right. I'm literally left speechless and weaponless and then I close my hands into fists until the veins are popping and the knuckles are white. And then I continue to laugh. <laughs> and that's my turn. How creeped out is Rupert now by that laugh? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you have to give me a second. My stomach's actually rolling a little bit. Well, you got four temporary hit points to fix that. <laughs> the player's stomach is rolling a little oh. bit. So I watched a grapefruit size chunk of skin now have legs tentacles actually no <laughs> it's on titanix's leg okay i'm just are you gonna be okay dude you want to stop for a minute man yeah we could stop for a minute go get some water or something christine <laughs> sub in the story's too good it's too real oh no he just has a vivid imagination you done did got him jay yeah i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> is this a dm's dream or nightmare to yes to be yeah. so effective that is the uh, yes i don't know which i'm just gonna shoot the ever-loving shit out of whatever just is on titanic's leg i'm not okay. gonna describe exactly <laughs> i'm just shooting at it Sure thing. Cool. First one is a 19. Success. Second one is a 16. Two for two. Perfect. First is 13 damage. And the second one is 10 damage. So another 23. Yeah, you blast that thing off as like no problem. Uh, I would like to stop having to shoot these things. Can you just put it down so it stops sprouting these things, please? Red. That's the plan. I'm going to split my attacks again. I'm going to be doing one. There is only one thing now. He just blew it right off the leg. Oh, I thought it was... I didn't know it was dead. Yeah, it's fallen to the ground and you get a couple <laughs> twitches out of it. I'm trying not to make yeah. him sick. The main body's still alive. Yeah. I will attack the main body. No, I will not. Okay. <laughs> I got a two, which was a ten. Uh, well, I'm useful. I'm going to start working on the window. Titanic says you're holding your ground. What the fuck are these windows made of? <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> I gotta make you my fucking next axe you were out of this put. thing. <laughs> Pardon? I thought you were staying put. Did you go for yeah. a window and I missed it? No, no. I just heard Red say he's gonna go attack the window. And all oh. he goes, how have you guys not broken this window yet? <laughs> I feel two attack rolls in a row against the main body. No, no. I say put. I actually can't move. Instead <laughs> of it slamming against you, you watch as almost like a stitch opens up through the, the center of it and teeth form a mouth as it tries to bite at you. First roll is only a 14. Yes, that misses. Second one is a 22. That misses. 
How the hell is that miss? What are you, 23 now? Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's this whole shtick. Now I feel better. Natural 20. They're like, they're like, did you move? I'm like, I can't move. I'm stuck. <laughs> That's a 26. That definitely hits. 25 piercing damage. Oh, damn. Why is it always 25? It's so much harder to math that. <laughs> 13. No, 12. Rusty. All right. So there's like just the two foot mouth open and chomp down on Titanic's. It was actually like gumming me at first and then. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shoot him. Sure. The piercing was the teeth actually forming on him. <laughs> yeah, they forgot to extract whatever. Four. One to two. Success. I think it's its and final form. Going to exploit its weakness. 16. 16. It uses its reaction to expand the mouth even wider before it explodes all over the room. What? Multiple little things. <laughs> no little things. Just sinew and blood and teeth and eyes parts all over the room a lot of blood on titanics and brim Ugh. a spear or rather a pickaxe on the ground i'm gonna pick up my pick i'm presumably dripping wipe the whatever it is off my eyes yeah <laughs> and i keep laughing and, oh that's unsettling <laughs> just continue and shoulder my war pick and <laughs> and laughing as i'm just trying to like wipe things off of myself Bravery probably would fade soon after that. Oh, yeah, yes, we're all having a good time. And I'll turn back to the window and I'll just immediately start like the rifle buddy in my crossbow. You know, you could use the uh, the door now, right? You did it, Rupert. You helped us. <laughs> you, you killed like at least two or three of these little things that were running around. That was excellent shooting. I were all in thanks to you and the rest of you. Well done. That was frightening. Does this mean it's over? Well, we don't know about the dock. Or the other ox. No, there was, there was two, two ox in that form. Oh, there were? Okay. Yeah. I guess I there goes our ox for getting out of here. I have a distinct feeling it collected everybody else while we were taking our arrest. Yeah. That was their choices. They could have came in here with us first. I'm not going to tell any stories about this place. We dropped off the stuff. We were waylaid for a night. And then we went back home. And I will drink the memories away from this place every day. Well, you're not far off. It's pretty much what we did. Does anybody want to come with me and just to double check all the rooms? I'll go. I mean, I think I can go too. I'm still working on the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually you'd break it. Cool. The first sign that Brim walks towards Rupert, Rupert is leaving. Because <laughs> if Brim is still laughing his ass off, Rupert is fucking terrified. I'm still laughing. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting in my bag for hopefully a relatively blood-free cigar that yeah. I'm, I'm going to just lighter up and have this acrid sulfuric smoke fill the room as the light of the cigar just illuminates all the blood on my face and my laughing has calmed down a little bit it's turned into a, a really deep chuckle to myself <laughs> as i take a big drag rusty and red uh, i'm gonna presume you're gonna kind of start one side of the outpost and just work your way through yeah just check rooms check corners with it now light enough that you can see on with on top of what's obviously within the building itself you go room to room everything checks out everything is good when you come to the map room on the far side of the outpost you find frill dagger in hand throat cut laying across the map table well i guess that solves that problem is there anything on the map just kind of the outpost itself 
and where they were digging, nothing else of matter. And the right. dwarf, being the geologist, would explain that to you as well. You collectively have two workers still, as well as Titanic's underlings and the dwarf geologist. When the storm subsides several hours later, it's to you to return back, a couple days travel, collect your 300 gold each. And never talk about this again. And conclude. That is a happy Halloween. Yay! Yay. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>